No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Okay, I'm up. I'm up. What are we doing? Hello, everyone. Yes, yes, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. This show could be an absolute train wreck and absolute dog's breakfast. So stick around. It is Wednesday night and you're live with another edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. All right, you want to sco? Sco! <laughs> sco! About, I see it's hard to do sco when you're on 90 minutes late. <laughs> because a lot of people have been waiting around. For a while now, so you know it's like it's like you can't walk in ninety minutes late and be like, "All right, let's go, everyone." <laughs> Doesn't work like that. It's like that's like walk that's like walking into work an, an hour late and then turning around to the people who have been doing your job for you whilst you've slept in, and then and then saying to them something like, "Come on, pull your finger out. What are we doing here? Let's go already." <laughs> <You know? laughs> let's go. Oh, fuck. The natives are restless. Thank you for joining us. It is Wednesday night. Ring uh, the bell and get, get your, your cheese, man. man. Thank you for the sub. Wow, Minister of Phone, come here. Yes, I'll, I'll explain everything. I'll explain while I'm late. I'll explain why my guest probably hates me now. I'll explain the X tag and then we'll get into everything. So if you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, incidentally, patreon.com slash bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to harass and harangue me for being late, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper. So on show days, except for Friday night, because I don't work the night before. So on show days, I I have like a, you know, anywhere between say like a two and a four hour window to sleep before I do the show. So I don't get much sleep on show days because, you know, I work nights here and I have to obviously do this during the morning. So pass the potato with a diamond. I tried to do a wellness check. I know. And man, I, I swear I was this close. I was a kitten's whisker to saying to my wife, look, I've set my alarm for this time. Don't let me sleep through. And I thought I legit, this legit happened. It, always, it only ever happens when stuff like this happens. Because I would never normally ask her to wake me up. And for, for whatever reason, last night, the body was telling me, the universe was telling me, no, 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 you're going to need help in the morning. Someone's going to have to chip in and get you out of bed because I don't like the way we're looking here internally. And I ignored it. I ignored my body's own rhythms. You must not do this. Sometimes your body tells you something and it manifests in the form of thoughts and afterthoughts. Holy shit! Derp of Diamonds Gypsy, where did you steal the Ninja Giddy Gypsy? Oh, it felt good to say that. Holy shit! KB dropping the Ninja Giddy on us, and thank you for the substreet, KB. Yeah, so really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And thank you for, you know, not being angry. <laughs> so this morning Ring the I had. Bell and get your cheese, man. Thank you for the sub, Cabra. This morning I had like two and a half hours window, set my alarm, and then I just woke up, what, 
15 minutes ago. So this show could be an absolute fucking mess today. But hey, what are you going to do? I'm doing my best. Now, the D-Life. So here's the thing. A, cu- a few people now have asked me to see if I can to- toggle the, the X tag on and off. Now, I know, for example, JJ, for whatever reason, uh, he doesn't have that option to turn the X tag off. I, I don't know for whatever reason I still do. So I, I don't know why. So, you know, everybody who was um, X tagged got demonetized, but it appears some people can turn it on and off and other people can't. And then they're reviewing channels and stuff. I don't know. I don't know. It's a mess, honestly. You know, I'm a big, I, I have been on record for a long time, a big supporter of DLive, but you've got to say that this particular uh, occasion, this the, the way it's been handled has been very messy. They've pissed off a lot of people. And, they, you know, it wasn't my call, you know, so I'm just calling it like it is. I mean, it's pretty obvious if you if you look around the community of DLive streamers who are X-tagged with, <clears throat> you know, I've even got a verified little nice little tick next to my name. That didn't make any difference either, just so you know. So, so anyway, it is what it is. So a few people asked me, look, can you toggle the X-tag on and off so we can dump the lemons we have? And I was like, uh, and I didn't want to. I resisted because, I don't know, for a couple of reasons, the thing that makes the diamonds fun is it gives you guys a chance to interrupt what I'm doing with your own comments. It, like it forces me to, and I, I always liked that chaos element to the show, like not knowing. So if I'm just going like people just bang and interrupt me, I like that for whatever reason. It's more fun to me. Um, so without without that, uh, you know, the chaotic element, and like I said, I've been awake for 15 minutes, so you'll have to bear with me a little bit. I'll take a quick sip of smart juice. Yes, I did that. I poured I poured a drink the second I woke up. I thought this is the only way I'm going to get through this. Mm. So, so that was another reason. Another reason was like, well, I don't really want it because then it's like I'm fishing for donations or something. I don't know. It just makes me feel weird. Holy shit. It makes me feel like a shitty person. I don't know why. <laughs> Winning TV with the Ninja Gini. Thank you for the Ninja Gini, Phil. Very generous. Dumping some useless lemons to interrupt. There you go. But I will have to shut the X tag off again once we get rolling, and I'll turn it on again during the ad break. Like I said, a few people said they wanted wanted me to do it, so I'm like, okay, okay. All things considered, all right, I'll I'll do it. <laughs> Derp of diamonds, gypsy with the diamond. Where did you steal the diamond, gypsy? Interrupting diamonds says what? Yes, it does. It says what? So I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'm going to have to turn it off now. <laughs> I'm turning it off. Okay, so the X tag is now off. Hang on a minute. Better save it. All right. So now I think all of those, all of those little gadgets have probably disappeared, and I'll turn it on again during the ad break. I'm sorry. I know it's not ideal. It's not good, and I, I don't really like doing it, but I, like I said, a few people now have asked me to, so I'm like, okay. Because, I mean, if you want to tip the show, what sort of a fucking idiot would I be if I made it more difficult? <laughs> Ultimately, that's pretty dumb of me. So I was like, yeah, you know what? I don't like doing it, but these lovely people want to give me their money, so yes. <laughs> I will have to. All right. Let's bring on our very understanding guest tonight. The whole show rundown is out the fucking window. Uh, 
we're going to bring on our very understanding guest who was patiently waiting in my Discord server for over an hour while I was a no-show. <laughs> Major Tom, host of the Big Empty on Telo. I have no idea. The very idea that you would make me wait that long. <laughs> no, but really, thank you for having me. <laughs> no, no, thank you. Thank you for sticking I, I was telling, uh I was telling Boogie before he jumped on, uh, I've done this exact same thing. Uh, Kitty B can actually attest to this. I had a North Korean movie night lined up when uh, Joya Pesci was taking a vacay one weekend, and I totally just slept right through it. I just didn't wake up for anything. <laughs> it's, it's a bad feeling, man. And especially, like, even if it was just me, it wouldn't be so bad. But because I had a fucking guest on as well, it's like, oh, no, this is the worst. Well, you're lucky because uh, I'm going on a short vacation tomorrow. I'm leaving for a Daytona uh, in the afternoon, so I have a bottle of wine open already. Oh, like nice. I'm just hanging out, so it's all good. I don't, I, I, you couldn't have messed this up for me if you tried. Oh, beautiful! Oh, that's good. That's good. No time pressure then. So that means maybe I can do a couple of items here with you uh, before we get. Because I brought Tom on. Tom and I were both, I think, watching very carefully this morning the action that was happening on Wall Street, and not so much watching Tom as, let's say spiritually masturbating with joy <laughs> yeah <laughs> cheerleading with pom-poms yes, and everything yes. it's like yeah just, just come on just now keep keep buying keep buying the stuff <laughs> don't buy the dips anymore buy the rises come on let's go <laughs> buy high is so low come on you can do it <laughs> so like we were we weren't just eating popcorn we were doing that move where you lay back in your chair put the feet up on the chair in front of you and throw the popcorn into the air and oh, you know <laughs> It was that kind of pleasurable popcorn experience this morning. So we will get to all of that. But I feel like I need to warm up to the show a little bit first, Tom. I feel like we need to warm into it. So how about this item? Kitty B tagged me in this. And I played it before and I laughed my tits off. So this is a guy, apparently he's been doing this for a while. He commentates like news footage and stuff. Uh, like, like a football caller, I guess. So... Uh, let's see this. This is Steve Inman. Thank you for sharing this, Kitty. Well, it's just another day dealing with uh, a bunch of people coming out of their basements. Uh, a hot pocket shortage. Hot pocket people shortage. have lost their minds. Like Sharon here, who is breathing nothing but hot, sour breath all we over this office. That's going to be a thing in like a year from now. And this knucklehead <laughs> the, the van trying to take off. Oh, he's trying to take off there. And now there's piss and urine and feces all over the place. This kid is scared shitless. Andy Tifa, uh, man, just looking like a little bitch right there as he cries. <laughs> oh my god, is this guy like a professional sportscaster? I don't know, but he's good. He's good. And then give him a freaking participation trophy. The action <laughs> continues here, and all I hear is a bunch of whining bitches going home. No hot pockets for any of you. <laughs> no tendies. No, no tendies for any of you. No tendies, no hot pockets, no nothing. I'm going to put that in the chat for everyone. Fantastic. I love shit like that. Shit like that because it's like, it's for no reason other than to bring just a little bit of joy to the world. You know, people are doing shit on their own. It's like, here, enjoy this internet. Thank you very much, Steve. We will enjoy it. Um, Got these items here. I don't know. Maybe we should just get right into the GameStop thing, man. Fuck. Yeah, it's kind of the elephant in the room. Yeah. I don't know if you could avoid it forever. No, like, I, again, if I had started on time, I was going to, like, do the first half of the show, do other stuff, and then bring you on the second half. But you're here now, so we'll do the second half first. How about that? So what is happening, right? And, mate, 
this may need a little explanation for a few people in the audience. I'm sure most people already understand what's going on, but just in case, just to cover our bases. Um, essentially what's happening is you have like very, very, very briefly, you have these hedge funds which are involved in short selling. Now, what a short is, is you borrow a stock at a certain price and then you hope for that price to drop and then you sell it back to the uh, you, you, you sell it back to the market at the reduced price and you pocket the difference. So if, if a stock is selling for 10 bucks, I borrow it for $10 and I think the stock is going to drop to like say $5 in the next little while, then when it drops to $5, I'll sell it back to the market and I get $5. I keep the difference. That's called short selling. And a lot of these big hedge funds, like we're talking multi, 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 multi millions, sometimes billions of dollars worth, uh, make a lot of money doing this. And it's seen as like the kind of, believe it or not, there is a scummy part of Wall Street. <laughs> no way. Where <laughs> yeah, is that at? I've I, never seen that before. It's a, it's a strange concept. I've been informed though, Tom, that only these guys are the scummy ones. Uh, everybody else is above board. Oh, oh, totally. Yeah, totally. Just, you know, regular good old good church guys. going good yeah. boys. Yeah, yeah, just. So these short sellers uh, are often responsible for you know, retail chains accelerating them, closing down and stuff. Because if a, a short seller comes out and says, look, you know, Tom's coffee shop is going to go broke within the next six months and they put a lot of money on that wager, like they put a lot of money on that bet, um, other people will follow them and that creates downward pressure on the stock price because everyone's like, well, if these guys are saying that it's going to go broke, then I think it's going to go broke too. And so human psychology kicks in and the herd behavior kicks in and people start doing like following what the big guy does. And well, yeah, that's exactly how 2008 happened. Well, like literally yeah. one guy, one one, if you've ever seen the big short, yep. one guy pulled the numbers for all of like, like all of the uh, mortgages in the United States, like all of them and ran them through like a, a tabulator and was like, all right, well, all these are going to fail. Like all of them are. So I'm just going to start betting against him. And everybody thought that guy was crazy. Yep. Yep. And then all like people started recognizing he was it. And then all of a sudden he shorted the entire housing market. Yeah. Yeah. It's the exact same thing. So when, you know, these companies like these big hedge funds, these big money people, then they also have the advantage of being able to send out like little mouthpieces and little promos to like, say, the cable finance channels, Tom. So they can create downward pressure just by just by taking the short position and then like promoting it saying, Oh no, we think the company's going to go down. So we've invested yada, yada. We've taken up short positions. And then what happens is like retail investors and other like mum and pup investors and stuff who are watching that, you know, interview or whatever, they start putting money on it as well. And then it becomes inevitable. So what's happened on this occasion though, is a Reddit forum called wall street bets saw that GameStop, was the most shorted stock, believe it or not, this shitty little fucking secondhand game store was the most shorted stock in stock market history. Like there has never been another company with so many short positions relative to the shares that it has. And these guys on this Reddit forum saw this and what they've done now is they've bet against the hedge fund. So they've bet that the, the stock will go up and they have basically, so what happens is, is you, if you take a short position at $10 and it goes down to five, you make $5.
If you take a, a short position at five, you buy the stock for 10, but the stock goes up in price, like let's say it goes to 20, you now owe the other side 20 bucks of that equation. You see where I'm Not saying? only do you owe the, the side that much money, it has interest per yes, day. Exactly. And we're talking about, you know, these hedge funds don't really use their own money either. They borrow money to do this. Yeah, they have investors, just yeah. like every other fund does. Exactly. So what happened was this GameStop stock went from about $5 in September. Is it now like 350 or something? <laughs> Is it something? Uh, well, there's been some aftermarket action where it clearly uh, uh, the system has become platinum mad <laughs> with the people involved in this where they've actually shut down their Reddit uh, the, the, oh, they've the shut, down the, Reddit? They shut down the Reddit. They shut down the Discord all at the same time. <laughs> so, oh yeah, no, they are they are not happy. We they these people have been cost I think about a hundred billion dollars so far. Yeah. So they really don't want this to continue because they can't afford it. They've already bankrupted one hedge fund, and if this keeps going through Friday, they're gonna get three or four more. Yeah. So, so since that happened, I can check on the price right now. Let me uh, pull up. All right. Well, while you're doing that, I'll show you this. So a couple of tweets. So I was obviously asleep when the Reddit was shut down and the Discord was shut down. Again, missing out when you sleep. Um, but I was watching the corporate media, you know, six hours ago, they were already starting to try and like put a stop to this, right? The, the machine was already kicking into gear to correct your behavior out there. Oh, yeah. No, they they threw everything. It's right now trading at $2.97. $2. Sorry. Or sorry, no, no, I'm sorry. $299.97. Right. <laughs> Big difference. Well, so, so these hedge funds were betting on literally like $12, and it's now almost $300. Earlier today, it was like <laughs> $350. Right. I, when I went to bed, I saw it was at around $330 or thereabouts. So... Uh, like so, have a look it's at this. Lost, it's lost fifty bucks since the, the closing at four. So, so it's, it's lost. It's yeah. lost fifty bucks since then. It's still they, pretty well, now strong. They're trying though. to scare people out of it. They're trying yeah. to shake everybody out of it because they they know that's the only way they're going to survive this. That's right. Because every day that goes on, every day that goes on, these big hedge funds are owing more and more and more money. So the longer they stay in, but then it becomes like an equation for them. Well, shit. Do we stay in and potentially lose everything, or do we stop now? Like, do we sell it back now? and lose, you know, a set amount, like, uh, you know, a cup, maybe a couple of billion dollars for these fucking guys. So, you know, it's it's really tough for them. So the longer this goes on, the longer the people can keep the price up, the more pain they're inflicting, like, by the minute on these huge hedge funds. So, <laughs> I mean, look at this tweet that Bloomberg put out before, Tom. Listen to this. After the coordinated short squeeze deployed on GameStop by Reddit traders. Oh, it's so fucking weaselly, isn't it? Oh, it always is. Like the language of it, because look, they're already starting to say, hey, this isn't what you're doing here. It's not really in the spirit of the game. <laughs> you know, what you're doing here, it's, you know, you're not breaking the rules, but, you know, you should probably be a little bit nicer to people. Don't you have any feelings for these hedge funds? What makes you so special? It's kind of that. Wall Street tries to figure out which of the market's most hated shares could be targeted next. So I, when I'm reading that, because of course now they're trying to personalize it and eject, you know, they're trying to personalize it so the hedge funds are like seen as the victims yeah, or the something. Good guy, yeah, they're, 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 yeah, exactly. They're the victim here. I mean, good luck to you. Good, bless your heart trying to turn Wall Street into a fucking victim of anything. 
But. Well, it really got scared when this started spreading because it wasn't just GameStop. Now it's AMC, yep. the theater company. Bed Bath uh, & Beyond. Blockbuster, uh, Bed Bath Beyond, BlackBerry, all these companies that they know have massive short positions. And when we say short positions, it's not like – like Boogie explained it, right, to the point where, like, you could do that. You could, you could, you could manipulate the stock price by buying it and selling it at different prices. But here's the thing: they shorted these stocks so hard yep. that they literally were at like 120 percent of the total available stock. They shorted it beyond the available stock they were able to purchase. They borrowed money to, to be able to short it yep. this hard. Yep. And you know, Reddit this this forum on Reddit identified this and said, hang on, these guys have gone way over. It's not like they've gone all in at the poker table. They've gone all in. They've thrown their car keys on the table. They've thrown their watch on the table. And they said, and a night with my wife, I'll throw that in there as well. That's yeah, how like, confident I am at this. Yeah, they, they're like, assume there's a hundred shares to buy just to, to explain it to you. These people mysteriously were able to borrow 120 of them. And it just made it up out of thin air. That's right. And it's and it's one of those dark areas. It's one of those murky areas where people say, uh, this is illegal. And then other people say, well, you know, the uh, it's one of those places where people like try to push the boundaries a lot. This happens a lot. And for the I think for the first time in living memory, the people who push the boundaries, who send retails broke, like send retail chains broke, the people who cost you your jobs and shit you know what i mean these are the people who crush companies and get become very wealthy off it when companies fail yeah um, that's the thing it's it, and they all do it right like they all manipulate stock prices like this they do it all the time but all of a sudden when it's a thousand random people doing it now it's some kind of economic terrorism i've i've seen it all today exactly i've, I've seen it was nazis I've seen it was Donald Trump. I've seen it was white oh, supremacy that worry. was doing it. We'll get, they pulled we'll... out every name out of a hat that they had in their arsenal to try and make people that were doing this the ultimate bad guy. Like, yeah. it's ridiculous. They, they, did, they did do all that. And I'm pleased to announce, Tom, that I have saved and archived all of those occasions. <laughs> and we will get to, <laughs> we will definitely get to that uh, a little bit later on. But how about this? I've... I was watching a few videos like explainer videos and I thought this one was probably the best. It's short, it's sweet, and it will tell you exactly what's going on like with a minimal amount of fuss. So I'll, we'll just play this and see what, what happens. And at the same time, GameStop stock price falls to about $4 a share. So now, largely because of this, there's a lot of big international investors that thought GameStop was essentially going to go bust and do a blockbuster. So they shorted GameStop stock, hoping to see it collapse. However, what they didn't see was that there was some good news coming GameStop's way. Firstly, in mid-August, Ryan Cohen, the founder of Chewy, started buying shares in GameStop. By December, VC Ventures, Cohen's company, had bought about 9 million shares, so 13% of GameStop. Then, in January, Cohen, the founder of Chewy, Alan Atow, the previous COO and CMO of Chewy, and Jim Groob, the previous CFO of Chewy, were all appointed to GameStop's board. Basically, it looks like Cohen has decided to get involved with GameStop, and as a billionaire who made most of his money from Chewy, an online pet food retailer, it looks like GameStop have a big advantage. They've got a billionaire investor who's experienced with running e-commerce companies, which is exactly the business model GameStop needs to shift to. 
Secondly, in November, the PS5 and Xbox Series X were released, marking the beginning of a new console cycle, which is all... The reason why this is good, why I'm showing you this, is because one of the things that Tom was alluding to, and we'll get into it, is the way that the corporate media machine and the mouthpieces, like the PR firms who work for these fucking hedge funds and stuff, what they've, they've, they've probably already started doing it. They're going to start accusing people like saying, oh, this is stock manipulation. Like what these guys are doing is unethical and illegal by, you know, betting against us. But this video is actually showing that, well, hang on, because all you have to do to, to argue against market manipulation is have a good reason for investing, right? So like, because you can say, well, no, they appointed this CEO, the stock was low, you overshorted it. They've got, you know, the new consoles coming out, which is good for, so I just like the stock. And as long as everybody says that, like, I just like the stock, then they're fucked. They can't argue market manipulation, but they're definitely going to try though. That's the thing. They're definitely going to try. Always good news for GameStop. Thirdly, GameStop signed a deal with Microsoft, which gave them a share of all of Xbox's digital See, revenues. A lot of this background. So good business news for about. GameStop. Right. But what about the stock? Okay. Well, over this period, it seems that two important things happened. Firstly, the institutions that had shorted GameStop stock decided to buy up more short positions <laughs> to try and defend oh. their original shorts. I see. Ah. <laughs> Oops. Yep. So now, does the, does the picture start to come clear now? So the good news, that GameStop had some good news, some good appointments, some, some more injection of cash flow. These are normally good things for a stock price. Like, because, you know, hey, there's optimism again. So people, it starts to work a stock price back up. But these hedge funds who have already invested a lot, betting on the fact that the company would go broke, uh, they doubled down. <laughs> well, here's the other thing too that's working against him is like, uh, again, like you mentioned, having an opinion about a stock isn't an illegal thing to do. Like you can exactly. always do that. Yep. The other thing is that like most of the time when this happens, it's it's one big hedge fund trying to eat another one. Yep. So what they'll do is they'll they'll be the other short position or they'll buy out the shorts knowing that they can afford to and the other people can't. But this time it's basically like a DDoS attack on the stocks. Yep. It's, it's a thousand different people day trading the stock instead of just one guy trying to manipulate it. So how do you accuse all these people at one time mm. of having the exact same opinion that no, we're doing this on purpose? Yeah, and how can you say it's like insider training, uh, insider trading if it's happening on an open public forum that anyone can view? <laughs> like, you know, they've, they've completely screwed here. <laughs> Basically, they saw that things were on the up for GameStop. So to try and suppress the stock price, they actively shorted more. Yeah, they this tried to manipulate to the market. Show, for example, that yeah, on January that's allowed, 11th, though, that's fine. there are yeah, massive 4 million short positions taken, despite the fact that this was the day that Cohen's board appointments were announced. Anyway, in total, there were 71 million short positions taken. Now, GameStop only has a float of 69.75 million <laughs> shares. Remember, That's what I mean. Have <laughs> more short positions than actual shares total. But it gets crazier because about 20% of GameStop shares more crazy. are held by insiders like Cohen. Yeah. Now, insiders can't sell easily because of regulations. So those shares aren't normally up for grabs. There's also about the same amount again owned by big institutions who right. don't normally actively trade either. So that leaves between 20 and 30 million actively traded stocks and 71 million short positions who all need to buy stock. That's a lot of demand and not much supply. 
Anyway, Wall Street Bets realized this and determined that if they bought the stock and held it, they could force the price up. This triggers what's known as a short squeeze, <laughs> where people with short positions desperately buy into a stock and try to cover before the price gets too high. They're trying to buy up apples to return to shopkeepers before the price gets even higher. These people are losing money, but covering now prevents them from losing even more. But when there aren't enough stocks to go round, this forces the price to jump spectacularly. <laughs> and remember, it costs money to short a position forever because of interest, so they want to act fast. And this is exactly what happened with Volkswagen in go. 2008, where it briefly became the world's most expensive company. And so that's exactly what GameStop investors did again. GME's stock went I mean, up. I mean, at, at one point earlier today, Tom, the, the GameStop stock was worth twice as much as Apple Incorporated. <laughs> well, that's true, but Apple stock is split so many times that it's sure. a joke. So, like, there's there's a lot more Apple stock to go around, but yeah. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> like the bottom pound. line price, yeah, it was like 330 versus 120 It was or double. Yeah. Like, it was, <laughs> Apple's like 128, I think, and now GameStop was at like 100, 350, as you say. <laughs> $5 in September Look at to this. $20 in December to $40 in mid-January to a ridiculous $150 peak yesterday. Yeah, and it's now and it's now at 290 something. <laughs> Ultimately, people on Reddit made a lot of money and short sellers lost big. Two big names in this are Andrew Left, who runs Citroen Research. Now, we're going to get into this Andrew Left guy because he is a little fucking pot of gold in all this, this dude. Wait until you hear this. This is the guy who's. This is the guy who went public um, a couple of days ago. Was it a couple of days ago? A couple. It might have been a couple of weeks ago, actually. He's the guy who went public and was like, he's, you know, you know, he's one of these short sellers. He went public and said, no, 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 no. Uh, these internet people, they don't know what they're doing. The retail traders don't know what they're talking about. This stock is going to go down. So he's trying to do his own market manipulation on the cable networks. It's now gone like five times higher than he said it would. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know who else is is a part of this is Elon Musk because all these hedge funds, Citroen and the other one, yep. uh, forget it starts with an M, they all at one time shorted Tesla stock. And then as soon as this started happening, Elon Musk went on Twitter and was like, hey, guys, you should buy GM. Yes, he was, <laughs> so he was shitposting them. These people yeah, are, are in such a bad position because what's going to happen is Eventually, they're going to have two options. They can either keep holding this and keep the, let the interest pile up, or I don't know if this video is going to explain this, but they can be forced to buy the shares back. But yes. Here's the problem. As they explained, these shares are in limited supply, and the people from Wall Street Bets are basically holding all of them right now, and they can sit on them for as long as they want. So they could potentially drive this stock price to the moon they probably won't it's i'm not saying buy it because it's it's really risky either way yeah but it's a potential well they and they, they have already basically talked to each other and said yeah just sit on it because they're gonna have to buy it eventually and the longer we sit on it, the higher the price is gonna be yeah the general consensus has been uh if we can wait till friday like apparently friday is d-day so if this thing is allowed to continue till friday which is why you're seeing the machine now doing everything it can to reverse this but Apparently, if they wait until Friday, 
I, like people have been saying this that's Valhalla if we get to Friday because that will be like that will fucking ruin these people if it goes that long so oh yeah no that's that's it's raining bankers on wall street again time oh, like God. If, if you wait wonderful. that long <laughs> what a wonderful there was actually uh, <laughs> earlier today when this first started happening uh there was like they were trying to figure out what it would take to bankrupt which hedge fund <laughs> so, i swear at twelve hundred dollars a share they could bankrupt a pretty big one i forget the name of it at five thousand dollars a share which is is you know impossible yeah. like it's It'd be the end of time. They can they can bankrupt BlackRock, which is like the biggest hedge fund on the planet. <laughs> so eventually, this one stock could like this one stock will could could domino because uh, hedge funds will then start buying out other hedge funds as they go broke, as they fall. You know what I mean? Because they're like, well, let's just take all their we can we can absorb that hit. So let's take all the short positions and then they start to suffer and then another one comes along and says, well, we can take the hit. We'll take the risk. We'll fucking go for it, you know? So it just keeps yeah, adding fuel to the actually. fire. <laughs> it's fucking beautiful. Absorb that debt, no problem. Yeah. And Melvin Capital left claimed that GME would collapse to $20 Melvin, when Melvin, it was at Melvin Capital. And put out a YouTube video with his reasoning. Listen to this. He was wrong. <laughs> Melvin Capital is a fancy hedge fund that had a short position on GME. And yesterday, it had to be bailed out by some other big institutions. There you go. Which clearly yeah, well, they're bankrupt good now. for them. They're bankrupt. They have gone they're done. bankrupt. So let's have a look here because I've got some other stuff to do with this. So Melvin Capital, I want you to take a look at this. This was CNBC earlier this morning. This is fucking amazing. I want you to pay special attention to, you know, some we, we focus on metagame a lot here on this show. Pay special attention to the disheveled nature of the host on CNBC because, like, these cable um, finance channels are often little more than just mouthpieces for the hedge funds. Oh, yeah. No, like, I, I, I work as much as Boogie does. We were talking about that before the show. Like, we both work full, full time. Yeah. Uh, but I did, I did like, manage to peek in at CNBC every so often and see they were at each other's throats. Yeah. Because <laughs> they don't know what to do. No. Like, they're so rattled because this has never happened before. Where a thousand different people have all gotten together and went, well, we could just hold on to this forever, and there's nothing they can really do about it. <laughs> usually, it's a big guy trying to eat another big guy, and usually the SEC just comes around and just goes, "All right, you gotta, you gotta stop this." Yeah. But these guys don't have to do that because they're just day traders. Oh, remember, uh, Tucker Carlson covered this guy. Remember the guy who um, basically shorts like towns, like he'll short companies in small towns and just fucking eat them up. And he uses, like, I forget the name of the dude, which is probably a good thing because he's probably very litigious. So, you know, um, I forget the name of the guy. Big, everybody knows this piece of shit on Wall Street. Uh, you know, Carlson did a whole thing about him at great personal risk, I suspect. And, you know, they'll buy up these companies, they'll short these companies, and then he goes on cable news, like cable finance channels, and just openly says, no, no, we this company's going to go broke. It's only a matter of time. So we've taken, and by doing that, he creates, you know, pressure. You could call it market manipulation. But the funny thing is to me, Tom, uh, a thousand people betting on Reddit, like talking about which stock they want to buy, that's apparently market manipulation. You know what's not market manipulation, Tom? Is somebody going on CNBC and saying, no, no, you should sell this stock because it's going to be worth it. Well, because it's a big club and the little people aren't in it. Correct. <laughs> that's the whole point. <laughs> You're not supposed to make money. I am. What are you doing? You're supposed to give me your money yes. at, a, at a commission fee and I'm supposed to lose it for you. You're yeah. not supposed to be able to make money with your money. That's crazy. That's, a, that's another good point you bring up too, the commission fee. So- 
these hedge funds, like, so if a retail trader is somebody, it would be like, like me or Tom or like you in the audience, somebody who works, who invests like their own money into the stock market and does a little bit of trading with it. Um, you can use apps like Robinhood, eToro is another one. Um, they basically become like sports betting apps for the stock market. And what happens is they these hedge funds hate you. They see you as like high risk, low intelligence peasants. But the reason that they hate it the most is they don't get a commission from your stock trading. Because normally what happens is if you go through one of these institutions, you pay them a slice of whatever is happening in the market, right? But if you do it yourself as a retail trader, they, they don't get any of that. They don't get a little taste of your action, Tom. And they fucking hate it. They hate it. They want everybody to go through them. You know what I mean? So, oh, yeah. Like, I have a financial advisor for like retirement funds, and I don't mention half of the shit I do to them because they get angry at me. <laughs> don't worry about it. You know, we're doing great with what we have with you. It's fine. It's the only guy I work with. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Yeah, I've got so, play money. You've got to have play money. Coins? What are you crazy? Don't do that. No. <laughs> so, let's have a look at this. This is CNBC earlier today. Like I said, pay special attention to the disheveled nature of the host who's running a program which, like I said, is more often than not just a mouthpiece for these fucking hedge funds. We have some breaking news uh, right now on what has turned into uh, the soap opera soap and opera. Uh, saga of the markets right now, and that is the story of GameStop. Um, the news to bring you right now is that Melvin Capital Management, this is the <laughs> hedge fund that had shorted uh, this company that had effectively been attacked by an army of investors trying to attacked by an army tom <laughs> a coordinated army with, with uniforms and armbands it, it was terrible wow <laughs> they're just open it's just open like i said they they are in full panic mode they don't know what else to do yep. they're calling in every favor yep. they've had the ssc halt the sec halt trading on all these stocks, because it's not just GME now. Like we mentioned, it's a whole bunch of other ones. Bed, bath, They're trying beyond, to do anything AMC. they can yep. to get people from buying these stocks up <laughs> in order to, <laughs> to squeeze them out of their short positions and force them to buy stock from you at a hilarious price. Well, all I'm seeing right now on Twitter is just people telling each other, don't sell it. If you sell it, you lose the game. <laughs> it's It's got to be like a, a battle of wits. Whoever, it's, it's chicken, basically. Whoever holds the longest wins. Um, Jim Enward in the chat said, uh, where is it? It was a stock insurrection. No, it was worse than that, Jim. It was the Nazis. Look at this. Uh, Ali Breland reported on Twitter, quote, I can report from the Telegram channels that the Nazis appear to be trading GameStop and AMC as well. <laughs> It's the Nazis. <laughs> I see I see the Hitler on a rainbow sled picture. That's one of my favorites. Yes, a child's guide to online political discussion. Everyone, <laughs> everyone I don't like is Hitler. <laughs> so they're, they're already coming out and accusing people of being oh, Nazis. Because that's all they have left. They don't, like I said, unless they can somehow either get the government to increase regulations, which would be ridiculous because they're essentially telling lower classes of people they're not allowed to trade stocks anymore. Yep. Or they call everybody a white supremacist and hope that it works. <laughs> Even though they've done that now like a hundred times and nobody cares. It's, it's so beautiful. <laughs> because, yeah, uh, after the one millionth time of being called a Nazi, everyone's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I, I know. Okay, cool. Push up and press up the stock, the, the stock rather, of GameStop. He's, he's so out way. of it, this guy. Uh, Melvin Look. Capital is now out of the stock. You just know, like, the underarm and the back of that business shirt is just drenched in sweat. Wait, wait, <laughs> this, the thing he's saying is a lie. They were never out of it because they couldn't afford to be. There you go. They got out of the stock. <laughs> they, 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 were, they weren't. 
what they did was um they sold their alibaba stocks for like a ridiculously low amount to try and keep this boat sailing like if you look at alibaba there's this this straight line and then there's this ridiculous dip to the floor of the price (laughs) and it comes right back up so it see because now now it's going to affect other stocks as well. So like as they as they rally to like cover their losses by pulling out of other stocks, that's going to lower the price. So you know what happens then, right? When the price lowers on these other stocks, other people are going to be like, let's fucking buy in, <laughs> let's buy them out, let's, <laughs> yeah, like, let's the push hell? them out of the rebuy, fuck them. So you know it's it's bad for these people. It's really bad, and we are, you know, it's not going to get spoken about a lot. Because you know the corporate media exists to protect these people's interests for first and foremost. So, but we are dangerously close to, like Tom said earlier, you know, people walking out of windows again. Like they, they are very close. To oh that yeah, I know. Like someone's gonna get their dick mailed off in a box over this. Like it's that bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Today afternoon, uh, I just got off the telephone with Gabriel Plotkin, who runs that firm. Uh, they've taken a, a rather huge loss. I do not have the full number on what that loss looked like. <laughs> We're still doing the calculations. The slide rules aren't big enough. <laughs> we still don't know. It's it's going up like thousands every second, so it's hard to keep track of this. Uh, as was reported yesterday, both Citadel uh, and Point72 have infused something on the order of close to $3 billion into uh, Melbourne Capital. <laughs> now, that yeah, doesn't... They got, a bailout, they got a bailout yesterday to try and fix this problem, and it disappeared within, like, an hour. Beautiful. See, th- this is the thing, though. So people heard that figure going around earlier, like, oh, Citadel um, invested, like, rolled in $3 billion into Melvin. But that doesn't mean that Melvin's only lost $3 billion. That's That's money to, like, keep them going. <laughs> you yeah, know? it's keeping the lights on. Yeah, it's 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 like putting another intravenous drip in the arm and then walking out to the family in the hallway saying, "Look, we don't think he's going to make it. We we really yeah, we're going to need you to sign these papers and whether or not you'd like us to go ahead and pull the plug. <laughs> exactly. We're not sure. Exactly. So that was fucking fantastic. Um, now this happened later on. So I, actually, let's play let's play a little bit of fucking Jim Cramer first. Why don't we do that? Oh <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> well, actually, you're going to like Jim in this clip. It's the guy Jim's arguing with who's the problem. So this was also on CNBC uh, yesterday, I believe. Well, first, uh, it's great, this great is to great. see Herb and your gang is so right about so much of this. Uh, it's never, I've never seen it before. And what Wall Street bets, which is really driving this, what they've done, that's a site on Reddit. What they've done is target large short. So this is when the stock was only at 80. It's now at 290 something. So this was, and it seems like a long time ago. It was yesterday. <laughs> positions. Now, they have not targeted small short positions. GameStop was 148% short. They went after uh, Best okay, Buy this morning. Number. Climb on the side of the screen. <laughs> <laughs> That's 67% short. They're obviously, t- uh, uh, by the way, Black <laughs> is not. They're, they're, uh, it's uh, you know I, I I've never seen this before. <laughs> I don't know what's going it's on. Happened to, it happened to be a big favorite. Palantir. We don't know where they're doing, but I'm not. I actually think uh, Herb that they're smarter than we think. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> hold on, Boogie. The the small unwashed poor people yeah. are smarter than we previously believed them to be. Yeah. Even even in this moment when they're metaphorically having their testicles cut off like live on camera. And being they're being force-fed their own genitals, right? That's how bad this is for them. 
even in that moment, they can't shed the fucking arrogance. Like, you know, I th- I'm starting to think that these people aren't stupid rubes, Tom. <laughs> they've, they've still got that attitude. Can, who told them they could hold on to their stocks? Yeah. What are they? <laughs> you know, I've, I, the, what I love most about CNBC, Tom, is they treat the audience with such respect. <laughs> they, <laughs> they really do love us. They care for us. They protect our interests. You know, these shows only exist to give us the best information, Tom. Were you aware of that? They want us to, they want us to be very informed. Oh, yeah, informed. absolutely. They totally are keeping me safe. <laughs> keeping me safe. And they are giving me exactly me what I need to know. <laughs> nothing nothing more or less. Exactly. <laughs> they're after the ones that are too shorted. No, short selling is not dead. But they're very smart about what to target. Wait a minute. What you just said. Because you hard. tell them what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's not hard. Have a, li- have a listen to this. Have a listen to this next guy, Tom. Target. Wait a minute. What you just said, target. So here's my question. How is it that they can target and that's legal? And if there was in the old days a bear raid, that was illegal. When does this become manipulation? <laughs> When does so I've just, got, I've just gotten off the phone with my broker, and it appears that my new Ferrari Roma has been delayed because I can't make the down payment on it. What's going on here, Jim? Yeah. How is this allowed? <laughs> yeah, how is this legal, he said. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, how is this legal? How is, how is it possibly legal, Tom, for a bunch of plebs retail trading scum who we don't like uh, because they're stupid. How is it legal for them to make money on a stock market? <laughs> How does this happen? <laughs> I don't understand. This is this is this has got to be manipulation. It gets better. Listen to this fucking fruitcake. Jim, it's such a tough question because remember, what's manipulation? How about if exactly. an analyst came out right now and said, "I think GameStop is going to 250." Will we give that, that person a, a pass? Yes, because of the. Ver- per- hey, fucking Jim Cramer! I knew he had it in him. He's right. Hundred percent right. There's no difference. What is manipulation? You know, because he's right. The analysts will come on CNBC and say, nah, don't worry about it. These people are fools. The stock is tanking. Doing their best to drive investment in the other direction. He's 100% right. But again, the system now, it needs you Nazis. (laughs) You're you're Nazis out there. You're doing illegal things. (laughs) It would appear that at some point uh, during the last week or so, People caught on to the fact that the investment news people are basically just the same as regular news people. And everything they tell you is a lie. Yes. So, yep. so they just stop listening to you. Yeah. Doing the opposite. Well, no, not even stop listening. No, let's do the opposite. Let's push them. Let's see what they've got. Let's see how much they know. You know what I mean? First different. Very, no, very, no, very, listen very to me. Different. It's listen First this. Amendment protection versus the idea Go, of a group Go. getting together to bust the shorts. But if the group is not a real group, it's just a lot of people who love it, it's going to be very hard for the U.S. attorney to do anything, Herb. What is it? The SEC. They're not. They're, what kind of case do they have? We like the stock. We like the stock. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the case. Ryan Cohen got so, in. He bought 15 percent. Yes! He's on the board. We like the stock. <laughs> How is that bad? Or I'm waiting for Jim Cramer to pull out his phone and buy another couple of shares again. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Concentrated and doing some sort of manipulation if they say they like the stock. Listen to this. Well, I don't know if they're concentrated because I don't have subpoena power and I can't really go well, out and look at it. Well, that's always been your I can argue. <laughs> I don't even know if there are foreign powers at work here behind Please. the scenes. Yeah, it's the Russians. Well, of course it is. It's always the Russians. 
Vladimir Putin went ahead and fired up um, Robin Hood, and he was like, oh, GameStop looks like a great stock. I am going to buy like 500 shares. You watch American Panic right now. And he, he clicked, he clicked buy, and that was it. Don't, don't, do not accuse me of uh, engaging in manipulation. GameStop is technology more advanced than anything we have here in Russia. I have loved buying a Funko Pop at GameStop since I was a small child in Moscow. So I will continue to balloon the stock as long as I can. I, I, I very much am interested in a, in a in a outlet where you can purchase uh, these uh, second-hand 360 titles. <laughs> so the, the Kremlin is all over that. That's fucking, isn't that great? It's, oh, it's, 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 we don't even know. It's foreign manipulation. Well, the, the new Call of Duty Cold War is coming out soon. And the Mother Russia is very proud to win. to this title. So we will make sure that we buy as many as possible. <laughs> so now look. This has been happening. Now, the big kick in the ass for this stock happened on Friday, which creates its own problems because, as you know, the stock market doesn't trade on Saturday and Sunday. So it, that meant there was a whole weekend of people trying to generate interest, right? There was a whole weekend of reporting for this. So everybody was really you know, interested to see what would happen Monday. Well, Monday, the fucking trend continued. Uh, Tuesday, the trend continued. And now Wednesday, it's starting to get... So it's gone from like $40, you have to understand, over the last couple of days to now over 300 by the time this happens. And this morning, I'm sure it's a coincidence, Tom. You know these things? There's these things called coincidences. Have you heard of them? You know, these random things that just happen randomly for no reason whatsoever. I'm sure it was a coincidence. Uh, this happened earlier today before the stock market opened. Stock trading platforms suffer tech problems amid market mayhem, Tom. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Hold on. I have um, on my Discord uh, a collage of all the different trade platforms that suddenly decided oh. uh, all the, you know, just on a whim uh, to stop letting you trade GameStop stocks. Yeah. <laughs> really? Go just... ahead and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just they just decided together. You know, it was a little bit too volatile, and they think that maybe you should back off a little bit because yeah. we're fucking losing some money here. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> no, no, it's just a it's just a scheduled update for the stock trading app. And by the way, have you heard the news? Sell, yeah, sell on, your fucking you stocks now. Sell them now. <laughs> <laughs> have a listen to this. This is beautiful. Investors reported problems, we've got problems, buying and selling stocks on at least half a dozen major trading platforms. So all the, the all the six or seven or eight top platforms, they all crashed at the same time. It's just a coincidence, bro. What are you, some kind of conspiracy theorist, Tom? You know, you know who loves conspiracy theories, don't you? The Nazis. <laughs> Alex Jones, you're Alex not one of Jones. those types, are you? Exactly. Are you going to rant about gay frogs now? Yep. There were there were people who bought uh, AMC stocks like yesterday who just received emails today when the stock market opened saying, "Oh, sorry, that trade has been cancelled." <laughs> They're just <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's fucking. They are. They are now just openly. Because uh, they're the ones that are accusing other people of manipulating the market, and they are now just openly manipulating the market. Um, users were struggling to carry out online trades through both Charles Schwab and TD Ameritrade, which Schwab acquired last year, according to outage tracking website Down Detector. Uh, today, in the most heightened trading across the market, some Schwab clients have experienced issues with trading and other online functionality, Tom. Online functionality. We are working to resolve the issues as soon as possible and we'll work with all clients to ensure their situations are made right because they're the good guys. They're the good guys. They care about you. 
have a look at this. Wait, where is my screen here? Oh, no, that was the trend. Oh, I've it. lost the screen. All right. So this is the CEO of NASDAQ. And NASDAQ is like, basically, it's the Wall Street for tech companies, right? Is, am I right there? Is that, is that correct? Yeah. Software it, companies. It, and I mean, it never quite got the... Like it was supposed to be this new great thing, like the alternative to the New York Stock Exchange for, like you said, like tech companies and startups. Mm-hmm. It never really quite got the provenance, but it's still a big deal for the, uh, like, I think Facebook's on there and a lot of the other, like, slightly big name tech stocks. Right. Okay. Well, this is the CEO from NASDAQ. Uh, earlier today, have a look at this. You actually tweeted this out, Tom. So, uh, yes, I, I believe my comment was cry more. Cry more. <laughs> Let's have a look here. <laughs> Talked, you know, we've mentioned social media. I couldn't help but it's not obviously similar to, to some of this um, controversy surrounding Facebook and Twitter and oh, everything else. But, but once again, what, what's one of the... Well, the um, poor people are making money, Buggy. It's controversial. Well, I, I think it's obvious <laughs> from that that this guy has no idea what Reddit is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I've, I've read now uh, from some semi-reliable sources that... Um, President Biden has been briefed on this and had to have ex- explained to him several times because they, <laughs> him and the the uh, like the new chairman of the SEC just had no idea what to make of it. Like they'd never heard of this before <laughs> or what to do about it. They just they're, they're totally in the dark about it. I'd like to think that whilst Joe Biden was being briefed on this situation, he said something like, "Can't we just come out and say uh, we love black people or something?" Can then. <laughs> No, that would be Trump. What about the black unemployment rate? Have anybody told him about that? Can they fix it? Yeah, yeah. A lot of this is great news for a lot of investors. You know, the hedge funds are MAGA, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Melvin Cap, <laughs> you've got Melvin Capital. <laughs> okay, that's an M. <laughs> that's an M. Get E Trade. That's you know, a, that's you know, social media. Like, that's an but uh, it's not obviously <laughs> similar to, to some of this. Um, Have a listen to this controversy. Surrounding Facebook and Twitter, the Nasdaq and CEO. But, but once again, what what's one of the look at the, the Nasdaq CEO with that cold, dead ayahuasca stare, Tom? <laughs> oh no! Like she all, I guarantee you, because this was like at two o'clock or something like that. Yeah. Like by the time she made this news conference, she has had every like hedge fund manager up her her ass, yep. trying to figure out what they should do. And the the truth is. There is no answers to this for them because there's too many people involved in it. Like yep. I said, it's it's a group of small fish trying to eat a shark, and they're winning. And, and the only thing that they can do, the only thing that they have in their arsenal is, you know, the meme, shut it down. And But the problem is when they shut it down, they now fully expose themselves because now everybody's paying attention. They fully expose themselves as being, you know, the corrupt pieces of shit that they are. Who's like, oh, no, we need to shut this down. You know, there was a, a tweet earlier. See if I can find it, and we'll come back to that. Oh, I got a headline for you, buddy. Are you ready for this one? What's that? White supremacist internet gamers buy GameStop stocks to purposefully bankrupt Jewish hedge fund on the International Holocaust Remembrance Day from CNN. You have to... What? What? CNN? No! AP tweeted that out. Adonis Paul. It it was just a screenshot. Let me pull up CNN. I hope that's real. We need this article. We need this. Oh, please, oh, CNN. Man, hold on. Please. <laughs> please. This, this has to be real. One. Come on now. Okay. <laughs> All right, Tom's looking for that. Let's get, let, we'll continue on with this video. I'm not seeing it on. Um, 
one of the things that we're talking about is maybe misinformation and, and uh, pump and dumps, and it's occurring on social media again. It just, I, I'm wondering whether it's part of the same problem, the type of regulation that, that, uh, that we finally need to, uh, to consider. And like I said, I, <laughs> now we need regulations. <laughs> oh, now. Hold on. Since they finally figured out they could do the same thing we've been doing for decades, yep. now it's a problem. Yep. I, I tweeted out earlier today, um, Nikki, Nikki Fruity Loops is asking for that story. We're looking for it. Uh, Tom said AP tweeted it out earlier. So yeah, it might be, might be a meme. I'm looking for it. I don't see it. That's, that's, that's the beautiful part of Clown World. You can't tell the memes from the real anymore. You know what I mean? Because like, we hear that story and we're like, oh, it's got to be true because it's CNN. <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it totally sounds legitimate. Yeah, absolutely. But there yeah, are there are people. It's, it's probably a meme. It's probably a meme. Yeah. So I mean, but there are people already like, you know, not you know, unironically tweeting out, "Oh, the white supremacists are, are talking about this in their Telegram rooms." So you know that is happening. So someone's just taking it and memeing it. There's really no need to. Like we have the actual. Like I, I put the tweet up earlier earlier today. Look, I can report from the Telegram channels that the Nazis appear to be trading GameStop and AMC as well. That's yeah, like, a real that's tweet. What I mean, like, yeah, sure, that, that article might have been a meme, but really, someone tweeted out almost the exact same thing. Exactly. All right, let's continue on here. So now, so now the corporate mouthpieces for uh, these very powerful money men, now they're saying, well, we need regulation because the average people have started to figure out. You put it beautifully on Twitter before. What was it? Uh, the ants have started to figure out how many of their of them there are compared to the queens so now now the queens are like what the fuck are we doing here what are we going to do about this we should always have a light touch with regulation but yeah you're you're seeing the way things can get started well, again well, we this have is- a light touch with regulation for the big people you see because like i don't know if you've heard about this while we're talking about stonks, stonks. um just just yesterday i believe it was or the day before uh, nancy pelosi decided to put in a 500 dollar buy option for tesla the day before joe biden just happened to announce just you know coincidence uh that the entire u.s fleet of service vehicles for the u.s government will be going electric now i don't know if those two things are related whoa did is that (laughs) did that really happen that really did happen (laughs) that's a real thing wow you know what this is what's fun about this is because i'm watching you i'm sure you're watching like with glee the twitter conversations and the threads underneath every single like cnbc fucking clip and stuff that gets put out (laughs) i don't know about you but i'm seeing a lot of like fucking rainbow uh flags and black power fists in the comments of like ha suck a dick hedge funds you know what i mean so the only way that because there's a this is across the board people are celebrating this because i you know whether you're far left or far right or whatever you are in between uh, everyone can agree that you know the rich fucking hedge funds that screw people for billions of dollars every single fucking day had it coming. You know what? Everyone's like agree- on agreement on this. So I imagine the only way that they're going to get their little minions online to uh, support them is by accusing, but is by saying, "Oh, this is Nazi manipulation." You know what I mean? They're gonna have to do that. Otherwise, the people are gonna be like, "Yeah, fuck the hedge funds." You know? It's fucking yeah, beautiful. Exactly. It's- well, here's the thing. Like, it's not a free market. If it were a free market, these companies would be allowed to have to eat their shorts over this. Yeah. But instead, the SEC starts trading down. Discord bans your server that you're talking about trading in. Unreal. Reddit shuts your Reddit down. So, yeah, if this were a free market, 
all of these hedge funds right now would be done with. Like this one day would have wiped them out, but we're not allowed to do that because money and power that's bigger than ours, you see, has a bit more influence. Yep. So they have a different set of rules than you do. Exactly. Exactly. That's the scary part because, you know, we were all at the start of the day, we were all joking like, oh, look at them. Now the machine's kicking into gear. They're doing what. And now they're just openly corrupting the, the process. Like, no, no, we'll just shut their Reddit down. Stop them from talking. Shut their Discord yeah, down. Yeah, like, like that's the thing. Like, people are going to blame this on the free market. There's not enough regulation. It's like, well, no. No. The government actually, like, stepped in and, and said that you can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, all these hedge funds would have to be eliminated exactly. because they couldn't make their short option they got caught on. Yep. They all, and the hedge funds also have – the retail traders don't have this luxury. The the hedge funds also have this luxury of just being bailed out by the government. Obama proved that when Obama was in. He handed them billions and billions and billions of dollars of your money, of taxpayer money. So when they fuck up, when they take a high-risk play and it doesn't work, you pay them. You give them your tax money. That's the way it works. If you take a high-risk play, the pricks on the, these people are the ones who turn around to you and say, well, maybe you shouldn't have taken such a risky stock, you idiot. You know what I mean? So it's, 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 you're screwed from top to bottom here is different maybe it's reddit maybe it's not facebook but you're seeing the the the, the same situation but at this point it's As not what? about an election it's not about a ah. uh, an insurrection but there are interesting <laughs> things happening there. why, why <laughs> you mention that because nobody mentioned that nobody cared no. he's uh, you know uh, why he's mentioning you know why he's mentioning that oh, that, that same guy um that you had up earlier that like said that the nazis were trading <laughs> GameStop and Telegram. Yeah. Later, the very next tweet in that same thread went on to say, "I'm not saying <laughs> that this is some kind of Nazi. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> this kind of Nazi conspiracy." I'm like, okay, well then, why did you lead with that though? <laughs> because nobody else had mentioned that until this exact moment. You know, you know, Thomas. I hear a lot of these Nazis are in these secret Telegram rooms and they're trading the GameStop. Now, I'm not saying that because I think Nazis are doing this though. I'm just telling you that there are Nazis involved. <laughs> I'm not saying that all I'm Nazis, saying... uh, you know, all all GameStop <laughs> traders are Nazis, but all Nazis the trade GameStop. GameStop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It seemed to be spawned to some extent, or at least, uh, at least, blown out of proportion by social media again. Oh, yeah, well, it's all I, I do think it's all fake social. It's all disinformation, Tom. It's not real. <laughs> As we look at these well, new technologies, we're just going to pass the buck to the social media company, yeah. like always, and they're just going to have to crack down on some more speech because you're just getting a little too uppity and taking a little bit more of our money than we think should be. <laughs> yeah. <know>? So, <laughs> you know, we've got the Nasdaq CEO on tonight, and now. Uh, thank you for joining us. I just want to ask you, with all of the controversy surrounding like Facebook and uh, the insurrection, do you think it's time for Reddit to be shut down? <laughs> <laughs> what? That's, that's a non sequitur. Technologies that are there available to everyone, including investors. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's also important for regulators to understand that you know, manipulation is manipulation, whether it's happening uh, through a new technology medium or it's hey! happening through traditional mail. Uh, <laughs> and she's even <laughs> laughing at you while she's saying it. <laughs> huh? Look at that shit-eating grin. For my talking points again? Oh, yeah, it's the Nazis. That's, it's the Nazis. It says right here. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So there you have the CEO of NASDAQ calling for more regulations. 
Uh, now, I did have another video here, which hopefully I can find because it was a very good one. Let me just put up this screen for a moment because I'll look for it. Um, here we go. All right. Now, this guy, if you're not aware of who he is, this guy is actually one of the good guys. This is, uh, it's a difficult name to pronounce, so forgive me. Chamath Pala, Pala, Pala. Okay, And this guy's actually a billionaire, and he's saying, I remember this, he's saying, like, no, you need to eat your lunch now because these people caught you on Next this guess. risky short trade. Yeah. Well, do, do you know the background of this guy? Because I've covered him before. Do you know who he was before? Uh, no, I just know he's very wealthy. Oh, no, it's, it's beyond that. He's, he's one, like I said, he's one of the few good guys. He was the guy who was, um, like, one of the top dudes in Facebook for a long time and then quit the company and came out that Facebook is manipulating people. Uh, it causes depression and shit. It's a shit show. Um, you know, we we shouldn't we should be more careful with how we're screwing with people's minds on the internet and stuff. He comes out regularly and says, like, the big end of town need to eat a shit sandwich because they're screwing people constantly. So he, I think he runs, like, an ethical investment board or some shit, right? So he's actually one of the good guys. He's he's I mean, he's been on record. It's not like he's just jumping on a trend here. He's been on record for years, is what I'm saying, as taking this kind of position. So oh, well, good on him. Good for him, yeah. Next guest. He tweeted this on is Tuesday great. that he'd gone long through call options. Chamath Pali Hapatia is the CEO of Social Capital. Chamath Pali Hapatia. He joins Hapatia. us now on the phone. Right. Chamath, thank you for being here. Hi, Scott. How are you? I'm good, thanks. So you tweeted yesterday that you bought $115 calls in GameStop. Can you tell me what your position is as of this very moment? Yeah. Um, can I can I uh, tell you a little story before all of that or no? Why don't you tell me that first and then we'll go from there. So this morning I woke up after spending all time, <clears throat> all last night in Wall Street bets, reading about all of this stuff. There was a great screen grab. Somebody took it from Reddit before from Wall Street Bets and tweeted it out. I wish I had saved it. And it basically said to all the market workers who are watching this forum now, and it just had like a whole page of fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, hold the hold the stock, hold the stock, fuck you, fuck you, I fucking hate you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> Very, and I thought that's that's perfect Reddit response to all of this pressure, you know? Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> this morning, and I wanted to announce that I'm taking all the profits that I made, plus my original position, so I'm going to take $500,000, and I'm going to donate to the Bar Stool Fund for small businesses. Nice. Um, but I really want to tell you, beyond the 500 grand um, donation or the the money that I invested, which was you know not a huge amount in the grand scheme of that stock or the entire market, what I learned because I think what I learned over That's the last great. couple That's of great. days is important for everybody. And again, this is coming from somebody who was like deep, deep, deep into the Facebook machine who actively works against them because he says how evil they are. So, yeah, he's not, like I said, a Johnny-come-lately. Um, that's watching CNBC. And that is? I think that what you're seeing is um, essentially a pushback against the establishment in a really important way. You have a lot of people, and I would encourage anybody who is dismissive of this thing to go into Wall Street bets and actually just read the forums. And I think that you're going to see well, three Well, you can't do that now, Chamath, because they've, they've apparently closed that forum down. I'm sure it was for TOS violations or something, right, Tom? I'm sure it was, you know, Nazis posting memes or something like that that got them shut oh, down. Oh, it always is. Absolutely. Yeah. That's Well, it's funny you mention yeah. that because that's literally the reason <laughs> they shut the Discord down. <laughs> they were like, oh, well, hold on now. We're not shutting it down. 
because of the market manipulation. See, they were saying the N word over there. We just can't. We can't allow that to happen, so yeah. we had to go ahead and shut them down. Thank you for keeping me safe, Discord. <laughs> you know, I, thank you for keeping me safe, because I heard that there was this Discord yeah. server where people were making a lot of money, Tom. So I went in there to see if people were making money, but then I saw somebody said the N-word, and I had to leave immediately. And we need to <laughs> shut this down. It's very offensive to yeah, me. It's, it's almost like uh, people like us, Boogie, never miss because we keep telling you, like, no, listen, you should be allowed to say the N word. Like, it's, yeah, it sucks, but it's okay. Like, you're allowed. I know. <laughs> and now you're not allowed to. Um, all of a sudden, that was just an excuse to, you know, keep people from eating hedge fund managers. Yeah. I, I don't know how that happened. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, I'll, 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 I'll thank, you know, you know, platforms for protecting me from nasty words but at the end of the day tom they're trying to take a nigger's scratch and we can't allow that <laughs> we cannot allow that all right let's carry on kinds of posts the first kind of content are a lot of people doing some incredible fundamental diligence on companies trying to think about long-term value look and i want you to pay attention to the stock ticker here as he's speaking it, it jumps from 325 to 330 it starts hitting 330 <laughs> During well, uh, Jim Edward, Jim Edward is informing me that the uh, the Wall Street Bet subreddit is actually back up, uh, not private anymore. So maybe, oh, excellent. Uh, if that happens, I would assume that by the tomorrow morning's bell opening, uh, it will go to the moon again. Yes. <laughs> be great. God, I hope so. All right, <laughs> I hope so. Let's carry. Now, this is actually really good. He talks about the three kinds of people who are posting on this forum. Some incredible fundamental diligence on companies trying to think about long-term value. And in my opinion, many of them are doing as good and, frankly, a better job than a lot of hedge fund analysts that I work with. That's number one. The second are a lot of people who believe that, you know, coming out of 2008, what happened was Wall Street took an enormous amount of risk and they left retail as the bag holder. Yep. And a lot of these kids were in grade school and high school when that happened. They lost their homes. Their parents lost their jobs. And they've always wondered, like, why did those folks get bailed out for taking enormous amounts of risk and nobody helped and showed up to help my family? Huh? Fucking tip of the hat. You've got to understand, for him to say this on CNBC, because re remember, the interviewer had his question, oh, you know, so what's your position in the company now? And he's just taken it upon himself. No, let me tell you a little story. And... Him saying this stuff on CNBC, which again is basically the corporate mouthpiece of the hedge funds, it, it's like fucking poison to them, him saying this on this network, you know what I mean? Like, hey, you know, when, when the housing crisis happened, a lot of these younger, you know, retail traders, they were, you know, in middle school and in high school, their families lost their fucking homes and stuff. Yeah, and no, absolutely. Like that, like my, my family is not absurdly wealthy by any standard of the imagination, but we, we like my family has always struggled you know, to, to work for the family as a whole. Like my, my father owned a business. He put, you know, four kids through college with it. But when 2008 happened, like I watched it happen. My, my father didn't know if the business would continue, even though it had been going since the 60s. Um, he, he had to close a location out of one of the three that he had because he just couldn't afford the bills anymore. Mm -hmm. And people weren't buying luxury items, which is one of the things that he sells. Yep. So like, yeah, I absolutely experienced it. I have... No remorse for these people no. at all. No. Um, and that's the thing. They, you know, Obama, like, you you, you know, Lucifer Sam, we've had Lucifer Sam on the show before. He's a Democrat. 
Um, but he's a Democrat who will openly tell you that Barack Obama was a fucking horrible president and Nancy Pelosi is a horrible speaker. And, you know, the only reason that they kind of get adored the way they do was because of all the phony woke shit. He's he's a Democrat who says, no, why should why should a fucking Democrat president hand over billions of dollars of taxpayer working class money to these fucking hedge fund managers, right? But most Democrats don't don't even care about that shit. Like I put out a tweet earlier today, Tom, all of my whole adult life, conservatives have been complaining that the left has infiltrated the Republicans or the conservative party in whichever country you're in. Why not just start doing it to them? Because Joe Biden has clearly demonstrated that you can just run a government like George W. fucking Bush as long as you say woke shit sometimes. Like, and they'll just they'll, they'll celebrate you. They'll applaud you. Oh, he said the nice thing about trans people. So yeah, 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 oh, whatever. Yeah, like, Billions you know, of you, dollars, you, you, war, you whatever. You know. Operate a hedge fund and just absolutely like steal people's homes. Yep. Like it, it could get to that level of greed. And you can go, hey, I hired a black guy. And they'll be like, well, this is the greatest company that ever. I can know. you believe they're we're so making such progress? Yeah. <laughs> they're so progressive. Uh, you know, when they, when they kicked out, when they, when they, I mean, there's, there's homes still in like Michigan and shit that are still empty from the housing crisis, you know, 12 years later. So, when we kicked all of those poor steel workers out of their homes, we sent their jobs overseas and then we took their home away from them whilst the government, whilst the black president, Barack Obama, took their savings and gave it to us here at the hedge fund. Um, while we did that, you know, it's not all bad. We did hire a trans secretary last year. I don't know if you're aware of that or not. And everyone, <laughs> everyone's supposed to be like, oh, good. Oh, it's so ridiculous. Yeah, we made $40 billion last year shorting the housing market, but we also... <laughs> Uh, gave a thousand dollars grants children for college funds, yeah. and that's so great. <laughs> that's very wonderful. Like, they literally do that all, all the, time. the time. It's sick. Yep, it's, it's an so enormous sick amount of to risk. <laughs> and they left retail as the bag holder. And a lot of these kids were in grade school and high school when that happened. They lost their homes. Their parents lost their jobs. And they've always wondered, like, why did those folks get bailed out? for taking enormous amounts of risk, and nobody helped and showed up to help my family. Mm -hmm. And then the third thing is a realization that instead of having idea dinners or, you know, quiet, whispered conversations amongst hedge funds in the Hamptons, these kids have the courage to do it transparently in a forum. Yep. And I'm not saying all of it is perfect by any means, but I think it takes um, an enormous amount of faith in the system to be that transparent to talk about things and then for each individual to make their own mind up and to do things, whether it's to buy and to Isn't that fucking great? Look at that. Pure fucking antidote from Chamath. Um, Tom, can you stick around? If we take a five-minute break, can you stick around till after the break? Or? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no problem. Like I said, I have anything to do, but I have more alcohol. Oh, beautiful. I guess <laughs> that's about it. Perfect. All right. Well, we'll use that opportunity then. I'll uh, grab myself a beverage. I will flick the X tag on, so if you want to do a lemon dump, and if you if you leave a comment with your diamond, I'll read it um, when we come back after the break. So stick around. You're on the Wednesday night edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast.
join me, Rusty the Iceman, Sunday nights, 10.30, Standard Eastern Time, on Twitch, Twitter, Periscope, and Facebook. Do you like your novelty comedy songs organic? Handmade with painstaking care, put into every note. Well, look no further than Irrational Times. Using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later. Irrational Times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level. New songs and sketches every week, so check it out. Idiot Boogie Bumper. Idiot Boogie Bumper. Idiot Boogie Really giving that one a workout? Come on. <laughs> Dlive.tv slash JJ Stone. And we love JJ here on the show. The world is a terrible place, full of terrible people doing terrible things. Thankfully, there's a weekly live stream that doesn't sugarcoat it for you. Join Major Tom Saturdays at 10 p.m. for the Big Empty. That's Major underscore Tom on DLive. Make sure to use zeros for O's because your life really is that hard. Patriots, this is your favorite Southerner, Doc Martin. Just wanted to remind you to put on your calendars to join me and your favorite near-to-wheel Yankee, Bill D'Angelo, on Saturday nights, beginning with Promises Kept at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by the Speakeasy with all of your favorite Patriots. You never know what we might cuss and discuss. That's right, Doc Martin. This is everybody's favorite Yankee, Phil D'Angelo speaking. And on Saturday night, we could have Kimmy, Y Censor, affectionately known as Electrolux, the original grandma, UK Neil, Rusty, and his famous sound test show, Coffee Talk with Sandra, Earth Citizen, Stefan, the infamous Grandma Sears, Mac Daddy may even make a show up, or virtually anyone else in the world for some irrelevant fun. Yankee, you mean some irreverent fun. So be sure to join us on Twitch, Periscope, DLive, or YouTube. That's right, Doc. Follow us at Winning TV on all of those channels. So be sure and put it on your calendar. We'll be looking for you. We'll leave the porch light on. I still think it's irrelevant fun. But well, why are you problem for coins when you have a heavy bag? <laughs> There's a place that we can go to watch old things. All the warm, fuzzy member berries it brings. It's a special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. Can't be old oh. movies and old cartoons. But we hope to see you over there very soon. It's our special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. When we were kids and there wasn't any school We'd sit and watch all the best cartoons Eating cereal until it was noon We never thought that 30 years later It'd still be cool Saturday night and cheesy movies The ones that used to show us boobies It's our special little spot tucked away on D-Live Enjoy the joy of Pepsi. 
This just in, the global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. More right around this world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. And shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Coming back. Second half, well, not the second half, second part of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for joining us. Thank you to everybody who's contributing tonight on DLive. Uh, we'll just go through your comments here. Thank you so much. I'll just go through the diamonds because, yeah, had to had to leave it on during the ad break. I know, it's not ideal. Um, Coffee Talk with Sandra with the diamond. Love the boogie. Thank you so much. Daryl with a couple of diamonds. Thank you, man. Uh, sound persons down a, donated a diamond. Here's to future stock market trading. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Uh, as we reintroduce our guest here, Major Tom, what do you think about sound persons? Here's to future stock market trading. Do you think they'll just shut down the stock market now? For here's here's what I suspect. Right, this is what I I totally think that this could possibly. Ha- I'm not saying it will happen, but it could happen. I suspect there's a good chance that by Friday they'll declare retail traders as economic terrorists and then they'll be pushing on CNBC and all of these other channels that, no, no, in the future, if you want to trade on the stock market, you have to be accredited and you have to go through a hedge fund. It'll be some shit like that, right? Let's let's get Joe Biden to introduce because he'll sign whatever's fucking put in front of him. He doesn't know. He doesn't fucking know. So I, I fully expect that push to come from this because they'll be like, we need to make sure that this never happens again. What do you think? Yeah, well, that's what I mean. It's like, what else do you do? Because like they've already established that there's rules for them and not for you, just yep. based on how much money they have. But again, like it's it's basically just like I said, a thousand people getting together and saying, "Well, fuck the hedge fund. Let's fuck. just GameStop sounds great. I love going there. Let's just buy that." Absolutely, <laughs> right? So like, what well, like the only thing you could really do to, as a fair and equitable thing that will pass any kind of court system would be to ban retail trading outright but then you're talking about uh banning an entire industry at that point which mm-hmm. would be its own set of worms so they're really in a tight spot which is why you're seeing the desperation that you are right and you know they're not whatever regulations these people are now arguing for you know bear in mind if you're somebody i'm, I'm not a pro-regulation guy like obviously because you know this is taking place. They're using their own rules. Like they're like, no, we're not doing anything illegal. We're just doing what you fucks have done for the last thirty years. And but because you're the one that's now paying, instead of people losing their homes and losing their jobs and losing their businesses, now all of a sudden, oh, we need regulation. This isn't fair. We can't allow this to happen. It's fucking bullshit. So, um, you know, if you're somebody who's pro-regulation more of the, more often than not, you need to be very careful now because these these CNBCs and the traders and the Wall Street guys are going to start coming out arguing for regulation and they're going to make it sound like it's in your best interest. 
but they're only going to be arguing for regulation that supports their position and diminishes yours. That's like you can be guaranteed that these multi-billion dollar operations are not going to go out there like out of the goodness of their heart and regulate themselves for you, right? That's not going to happen. Um, Daryl with another diamond. Thank you so much, Daryl. Very generous. Jim Enward donated a diamond, uh, Tom, and said, Happy International Holocaust Memorial Day. We shouldn't forget. Um, I don't want to too spicy on your channel we shouldn't forget but I, it. Believe, I believe we shouldn't forget that uh they might end up changing it to the hall of cost <laughs> hall of cost i'm not, I'm not sure if... very good <laughs> very good very hacky but very good uh, coffee talk with sandra uh boogieing is indeed contagious thank you coffee talk with sandra and carrying monkey with a diamond uh what does that say <laughs> Fl- flavius interrupter squeak 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 <laughs> okay i have no idea um I want to show you this video. I've played it before, Tom. Uh, this is an economist. This was taken before. This was taken after Trump. Uh, pardon me, after Brexit and before Trump was elected. Now, it's not really about Trump on this with this, but that's not really the main point here. This guy is a leftist economist. His name is Mark Blythe, and he predicted Brexit. He predicted Trump and stuff. So there's a line at the end of this that which. It just sums it up perfectly. And I'm just going to skip to the, the part. Okay. So he starts off by talking about the Scottish, you know, independents want, they want to be out of the Brexit. Like they want to stay in the EU. And he's like, you have to think about how ridiculous this is. So you're going to trade in the UK government for, you know, Dr. Schaubler of the European Commission, how do you think he's going to, do you think he's going to care about your welfare bills and shit like that? Like, how's it working out for Greece, right? So he sums up perfectly what, what's happening here in a way. I just thought I'd play it and show you. It's a very patronising relationship. This is under Schroeder, you get the same thing under Blair to New Labour, whatever, and you make that move and you basically take the bottom 30% of the income distribution and say, we don't care what happens to you. You're now something to be policed. You're now something to have uh, your behaviours change. We're going to nudge you into better patterns, as the Americans like to say. It's a very paternal, it's a very patronising relationship. This is no longer the warm embrace of social democracy, arm in arm with solidarity with the working classes. They're there to be policed and excluded in their housing estates so that you feel safe in your neighbourhoods, so that you can have your private schools, there they have their public schools, which you don't really want to pay taxes for anymore. So once this has evolved over 20 years, you have this revolt not just against Brexit, it's not about the EU, it's about the elites, it's about the 1%. It's about the fact that your parties that were meant to serve your interest have sold you down the river. So, so accurate. Yeah, they're all the same. Think how ridiculous this is. Think of the Scottish independence thing, right? So these guys vote to stay in because the entire British establishment links arm in arm and says, don't do it. And you've got to wonder why, because ultimately who's going to get hurt if they do it? People with money. So they're saying, don't do this, right? So, okay, they go, all right, then we won't do it, right? So then this, the SNP, the anti-austerity party, are in there like, aye, well, we didn't win that, but, you know, we're still in power, great, on you go. Okay, so what happens next? Well, if apparently if there's going to be a Brexit vote and to get out, then the Scots are going to vote to get back in. Okay, this is fun, right? So you're going to give up George Osborne, who's an austerity chancellor, for who? Dr. Schaubler. 
So your nice little Scottish welfare state's going to be really well protected by the tender embrace of the Germans. How's that working out for the Greeks? Not really. Right. People aren't thinking this one through. This is basically a revolt against technocracy. It is a revolt against governance by unrepresented, unelected, undemocratic elites. And having had a government where every single district in your country says no chance, 61% say no chance, and then the result is we're going to do it anyway. You're basically proving to people that democracy is irrelevant. So this is global Trumpism. And at the end, it's a no-win scenario. I mean, well, it's a no-win scenario until basically elites figure out that at the end of the day, as I like to say to my American hedge fund friends, the Hamptons is not a defensible position. The Hamptons are a very rich area on Long Island, lying low-lying beaches. Very hard to defend a low-lying beach. Eventually, people will come for you. Eventually, people will come for you. That's the line. As I, as I like to say to my hedge fund friends in the United in the Hamptons, the Hamptons is not a defensible position. <laughs> Eventually, people will come for you. And that, that's the phrase that's been playing in my head over the last couple of days, watching this fucking shit fight take place. So uh, here's another clip here that we should take a little look at. It's our friend from the previous clip. Um, Agent Poso tweeted this out. CNBC guy becomes actually flabbergasted trying to explain GameStop and AMC rise. Let's have a look. Two, uh, two dominant market themes this week have been earnings uh, and the push-pull between short sellers and retail investors. We've uh, especially seen that in the shares of GameStop, uh, as you can see there, now up uh, about 77 points, but up from, uh, you know, if you, you don't have to go back very far to see it, uh, single digits. AMC <laughs> is also making a big uh, move this morning. Uh, and then <laughs> AMCX, which is AMC Networks. I think it sounds like AMC. There's some other news out uh, as well, but that's making uh, a big move as well. Look I at think, him. I don't know, because it's got those three letters in the name, maybe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible to watch. Like, like that's what these people, these people that's what are I think so of you. Yep. Yeah, like they're so insulated from people's regular everyday problems, mm-hmm. like that they have no concept of what to make out of any of this. Like people are literally grasping at straws to to reach out any way that they can to make the people that are above them realize that they exist. And every time that it happens, and they have to actually acknowledge it, they don't know what to make of it. Like it's incredible. It's a great way of putting it. And like not only that, they. They realize you exist, but then their first thought is, how can we stop this? It's not like, yeah, you know. Exactly. How can I prevent this from making for yeah, from making a purchase of a fifth house? How can we? <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, my stock portfolio went down like a quarter of a point. Like I needed that money. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. Well, maybe they do it like this, Tom. Uh, this is the Wall Street Journal. The GameStop short squeeze shows an ugly side of the investing world. Oh, I see. <laughs> I, was, I always thought the ugly side uh, was uh, Diane Feinstein declining to reveal her uh, stock holdings as she was required to by law and instead decided to pay a fine, yes. which was also a thing that happened in 2018. But, you know, I guess this is the ugly side. No, this is the ugly side. It gets even better. Listen, listen, my to, bad. listen to this, Tom. Short sellers, so we're talking the hedge fund for, for, for you know, um, appropriate terms, oh, short sellers are the hedge funds. Please, please tell me this man is about to make a yes. woe is 
the yes. um, article yes. while staring out the window <laughs> of a billion dollar like <laughs> like Manhattan Manhattan loft. Uh, <laughs> yeah, please, please tell me that's about to happen. Like that's not a luxury apartment. That's like he his apartment is the whole top floor of the apartment building. Penthouse. You know? Yeah, it's got a it's got an elevator that goes directly to his own apartment. Right. So listen to this. Uh, and nowhere else. Just him. <laughs> exactly. He's he's got the uh, he's got the Howard Stern lift operator working for him. Short sellers are thick skinned, but the nasty comments, insults, and oh, threats oh, no. leveled at them feel like political fights, not investing differences. Tom, oh, oh no. no, I know. I mean, <laughs> why you gotta be so mean to me? You know, I took your home, I took your business, I took your livelihood, and your father committed suicide. But there is there is there really any need for the name calling? <laughs> My daughter wanted a Bentley for Christmas, and I had to get her a Cadillac. Fantastic! <laughs> My daughter. You see, everybody's suffering. Everybody's <laughs> going through something. And and on this Holocaust Memorial Day, are you kidding me? What's wrong with these people? They must be Nazis. Uh, oh no! So Elon Musk just tweeted, "Even Discord has gone corporate." Oh wow! So Elon's really throwing fuel on the fucking fire yeah, now. He's not. He's well. He's the richest man in the world now, so he doesn't care. What yeah. are you? What are you going to do? Censor him? Yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Short me? I. I. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> he's a smart guy because now if they do try to short Tesla, all of these people are going to remember him and go, "No, let's fucking pump money into Tesla now." Fuck him, <laughs> you know. So he's, he's getting the internet on side. So he's a smart guy. Uh, listen to this. Andrew Left is no stranger. So Andrew Left is the guy who runs the company Citron Research, which uh, ended up putting money back into Melvin Capital, right? Because Melvin Capital was going bankrupt. Andrew Left is no stranger to conflict when it comes to investing. He makes a living betting that companies will stumble and he calls out executives by name. So he's a tough, in- I'm a tough investor guy, Tom tough guy you know hard, oh. real hard ass on wall street this fucking prick yeah he, he paid the extra money to get a new york city uh crystal yeah. carry permit because yeah. he knew somebody and he bribed him he's real tough he's a tough guy companies and their supporters fight back but the criticism he normally gets is nothing compared with the venom spewed in recent days by stock traders who have come together online to drive up shares of an un- unlikely momentum stock mall retailer gamestop corp Listen to this quote. It makes you feel vulnerable, Mr. Left said. (laughs) It makes you feel vulnerable, Tom. Hey, welcome to our world, shithead. Welcome to our world. Every day feeling vulnerable. How do you like that? Founder of Citron Every day. Every day. Just just today, this guy had to give his doorman an extra $5 to make sure... That nobody else was in the elevator with him. Can you believe that? <laughs> Can you believe what I'm having to go through here? We live in a world where we're all exposed and people don't understand boundaries. The angry traders have shared his personal information. I, I'm, I'm not even going to believe anything until it's, I say it for myself. Hacked into Mr. Left's social media accounts and texted Mr. Left and his two children using threatening, profane, and personal language according to people close to the matter, Tom. 
according to people close to the matter. I haven't seen any flexes posted. It's about sources. That, that's how you know an article is absolute fucking bullshit. Mm -hmm. Whenever you see uh, according to sources, sources say, if they're not willing to reveal their sources, it's not news. Right. Well, it's, it's, not, even, it's not even him making that accusation. It's people close to him, apparently. Anonymous people close to the situation. Other short sellers have also been targeted in these forums. Targeted. In the past week, there has been an uptick in references to well-known short sellers like Mr. Left and Muddy Waters LLCs. Yeah, because these people love to operate in darkness. That's the thing. They don't want, you know, it's like, um, I used the Palantir example. So the, the guy we watched previously, Chamath, he's, he's spoken out before about Palantir. Most people don't know what Palantir is. I'm sure you do, Tom, right? But... Uh, for the audience, Palantir is run by a guy named Peter Thiel, and Palantir is in the data business. They're in the data collection business. Every time you see an article about, say, like government talking about some new kind of surveillance technology that people are investing in, or you know, metadata being exchanged and collection of private, you know, privacy issues in the tech world and stuff, Palantir is around in some way, shape, or form. Now, the thing. The thing that, you know, always was a red flag for me was when you say Peter Thiel, you think, you know, Donald Trump supporters will think of the gay guy, the based gay Republican who backed Trump, right? That's what they think of. But Peter Thiel is actually like, you know, a big, big tech investor. He invested in Facebook and shit. Uh, he's big in the data collection world. But again, because he was a gay guy who, who supported Trump, that's all people care about. So the same shit applies on both sides of the spectrum. You know what I mean? Um, so these people like, you know, Peter Thiel and like Mr. Left here and other, you know, these other big, powerful money players, they, they like to operate in darkness. This isn't a Mark Zuckerberg... Uh, Jack Dorsey kind of situation here. These companies are the ones that they don't want. They don't want people even knowing what their company name is. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. I had this same conversation with my friend Small Grenade, who's been on my show several times and Pessy's show. Um, like the level of wealth that exists in this country is is absurd. Like you you only know the names of people that you're allowed to know. Yeah. Like you know your Bob Iger's, you know your uh, your Jeff Bezos's, your Soros. you know you know your you're Jack from Twitter. You know those people, okay? But you got to remember, those people are just one cog in a machine. Like, they are one member of a board of several people with that same level of income that all of them are working against you specifically because you're the little people that just need to get in your wage cage and shut up. So the, the, the amount of other people you have no idea exist that don't have Wikipedia pages that also have that same level of ridiculous wealth that they use every day to crush you with is beyond your comprehension. Exactly. Uh, this this is a quote from, uh, his name's Carson Block, which is a tremendous name. Now, he's with Muddy Waters LLC, which is another one of these investment firms. Listen to this. Quote, People have always been much more pragmatic about their money than their uh, political beliefs, which allows activist short sellers to get a hearing with investors. Maybe what happened with Andrew is an evisceration of that pragmatism that's similar to the rabid delusions you're seeing in politics and elsewhere. <laughs> so, Wait, you're telling me you had to listen to poor people? Holy shit, that's yeah. terrible. Yeah, not only, they, <laughs> they had to listen to poor people and they reduce what the poor people are doing to, quote, rabid delusions. <laughs> like, he did actually say, quote, direct quote. 
rabid delusions. Online forums like Reddit's Wall Street Bets are full of traders boasting that they are beating up the big investors who normally control the market. It's an ironic twist or a sign of their lack of understanding that they equate short sellers with the Wall Street establishment. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, you don't say. You're going after the wrong guys. Terrible. I made $7 billion this week, but listen, there's other Wall Street establishment you should be concerned about. Right? The fucking balls (laughs) on these people. The balls. Like, these these are the, no, the short sell. Hey, what are you coming after us for? We're the good guys. No, no, no. The rest of Wall Street sees the short sellers as the scum part of Wall Street. You know what I mean? Like, they're the ones who, like, you know, crush businesses and crush dreams and people lose their homes and they get rich doing it. That That's what they're into. That's their business. So it's like, oh, you know, the, the article, to, to, for the article to say, oh, look at these Reddit day traders. They're, they're so stupid. They think that these guys are the are the bad guys. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. I know. I thought that the rich people getting richer every second just because they're rich were the bad people. I had no idea that wasn't the case. Exactly. Uh, now, here's, listen to this. I've highlighted a couple of little paragraphs here. Listen to this. Current, oh, actually, should we see a video of this guy? So this is the video he posted uh, Wednesday. He's staring out of that window longingly. like <laughs> <he's> <laughs> Hi, this is Andrew Left at Citron Research. Around six days ago, I did a video explaining five reasons why I thought GameStop would go from 40 all the way back to 20. And I had no idea why that, what that would set off. So and the reason I'm selling all my cars. <laughs> <laughs> and doesn't he look, I mean, he, you've got the open shirt. He looks a little frazzled, doesn't he? He looks a little bit rattled. Because, you know, even though, like, let's say, I don't know his personal wealth. He, he could well possibly be a billionaire, right? But even billionaires you, owe money to people. office in Manhattan that looks over Central Park yeah. on the 100th floor, you have more money than you could possibly spend in a lifetime. Right. Well, not not for long, potentially. Um. <laughs> not anymore, but you did. So, you know, but the, the point I'm trying to make is even guys like him would have even richer people that he has to answer to. You know what I mean? Like there would be somebody, again, like on the next rung of the ladder who would be up his ass saying, what are you doing about this, Andrew? What are you, how are you going to fix this, Andrew? We're losing X amount of billions of dollars here, Andrew. What are you doing, Andrew? We'll fucking ruin you, Andrew. Like, there are people now calling in. The t- There's an old saying, right? If you owe the bank a million dollars and can't afford to pay it back, you have a problem. If you owe the bank a hundred million dollars and can't afford to pay it back, the bank has a problem, right? So there's you can't just suck billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars out of these hedge funds and not expect fucking heads to roll. So they're all looking over their shoulder now going, we've got, to, we've got to do something here. We've got to blame somebody. We've got to shift this. We've got to make money. And it's causing, now it's going to start causing panic buying and stuff. It's, we're about to see chaos unleashed here. Um, so let's carry on here with this video. Doing this video is because I cannot answer one more phone call. How are you? Are you okay? <laughs> are, are you, you okay? Listen to this guy. Oh, no. Are you okay, bro? Which Ferrari did you have to get in to feel better today? Was it, was it the Roma or was it the 488 GTB? You, you tell me. Which or did you go for the Porsche this time? You know, I know sometimes you get in that if you're feeling the blue, you gotta yeah. <laughs> you gotta feel a little better. 
I mean, think about the irony here. So this multi-billionaire who has been taking these huge risks and going way in over his head for years and years and becoming very wealthy from it uh, with the with the full support of the media and the government who will bail them out, screwing businesses, people losing their homes and stuff for years and years, becoming a very wealthy man. Now does this video, oh, you know, I'm so sick of the phone calls. People asking me, are you okay? Can you handle this? Oh, my poor, what you poor man, this is awful what's happening to you. I can't even show this video. I can't even get $1 donations on this stream, Tom, showing this video. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not allowed well, to yeah, do no, that. Like, you can take your X tag off and put it back on because you're, I mean, honestly, despite the fact that you're a great show, you're kind of tame. I can't do that. Like, I'm, never gonna, <laughs> I'm not going to take the chance. I'm just not. I just, you know what? I'm never getting lemons now. It's fine. It's great. I love this. What about GameStop? Yeah. Should I short it here? Yeah. People I have not spoken to in 20, 30 years. This has captured the attention of the America and every trader and non-trader alike. And also I figure I'm doing another video. I'll give you wonderful meme creators something to go ahead and meme about me. Oh, so first, see, look, he's trying God, to lean he's into it. Off a script. Come on. Yep. Yep. Somebody said, look, if, look, Andrew, what happens is if you say that you're angry at the internet, the internet will fuck you. So you need to say how good it is and laugh along and say, yes, the meme creators, we love the meme creators. You know what I mean? Somebody's yeah, telling you gotta, to say You got to do the boomer thing where you pretend what your son is into is cool. So he'll <laughs> stop doing it. You've got to lean into it and then I'll leave you alone. <laughs> The, leaning into it to get people to leave you alone can sometimes work, but I don't think it's going to work with, you know, scummy hedge fund managers. <laughs> like billionaires. Yeah, billionaires. When, you're, when you're buying caviar and Cuban cigars <laughs> because you felt like it today, yes. I think it's not going to work. Exactly. <laughs> but to answer this question, I'm just fine. Citron Capital is just fine. Cover the Everything is just fine. <laughs> I've only had to sell one yacht. Everything's fine. <laughs> See, again, they want to talk about market manipulation. What do you think this is? Like, what do you think this is? Him coming out doing this ridiculous confidence routine. No, everything is fine. Every We're all going great. I'm going to make some lovely meme videos for you later. This is like, he's now trying to, he's doing this statement because people would be now taking their money out of his company, right? Because now his company's worth, well, Melvin Capital is instantly worth 30% less than it was yesterday now because of what happened today. So now he's trying to get on the other side and say, no, no, we're fine. We're fine. We're going to come back because people would start be, would now be saying, hang on, do we have any money invested with this Melvin Capital? Fucking get it out of there. You know what I mean? <laughs> Get it out. So he's watching his stock now go through the floor while GameStop is going through the roof. <laughs> it's fucking well, beautiful. here's the thing. Like, like this system that we have is so absolutely horrendous that he, he personally, he is going to be fine. Yeah. Like even if they ousted a CEO today, his golden parachute is going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 to $20 million yep. simply for existing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, he's not wrong. He's fine. <laughs> like He's nothing's going to happen to him. But the greed, the greed will get these people. That's the thing. He he would be fine if he like checked out now and said, okay, you know what, I'm done. But you know that's not in these people's makeup. Once you start making billions of dollars on Wall Street, they want to stay there. They'll do anything to stay there. You know what I mean? So I don't know. We'll see. Majority we'll of see. the short in the '90s at a loss. Okay, I'm sick of this guy. Fuck him. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> See, that's how you should treat these people. Exactly. You poor unwashed masses when you get a chance to meet them. Like, yeah, I'm fucking. The, the, the article continues, Tom. <laughs> the vitriol against Mr. Block, Mr. Left, and hedge fund Melvin Capital Management's Gabe Plotkin largely began in the last 10 days, according to Meltwater. Mr. Plotkin had a short position in GameStop. Mr. Left has received the majority of so-called negative sentiment. Most of the online content has stemmed from the US, though users from China have also been part of the effort. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's the foreign influence every time. It is. It's now the Chinese are doing it. Mr. Left said the traders' attacks on him are a sign of the risks they are taking by trading options and buying into stocks with the markets near all-time highs. So they're lashing out at him, he believes, because they're under pressure, because they're taking such huge risks here, Tom. It's fucking gold. The fact that so many investors are cooped up amid the coronavirus pandemic puts even more people on edge. So we're blaming coronavirus now. Listen to this. This is a beautiful quote. It's extreme capitalism gone wild. <laughs> this is this guy. This is this Mr. Left guy. The Citroen research dude. He's they're now, get this, the hedge fund managers are now lamenting, quote, extreme capitalism. Fucking how do you like that, huh? Oh, extreme no. cap- is that is that capitalism on a skateboard? How does that <laughs> extreme capitalism work? Yeah, extreme capitalism. So it's a bunch of anti-Semitic extreme capitalists who are manipulating the market. We need to shut it down. Uh, there's the tweet earlier from Bloomberg. After the coordinated short squeeze deployed on GameStop by Reddit traders, Wall Street tries to figure out which of the market's most hated shares could be targeted next. Again, you're now evil. If you're a retail trader, you're evil, unscrupulous. You're targeting people. You're coordinating attacks. It could be Russian. It could be Chinese. We don't even know at this point. We don't know what's happening. It's a fucking sick joke. Uh, Wall Street Insider, Tom. CNBC's David Faber said he is hearing a number of hedge funds are in similar travel, trouble that Melvin Capital saw in its GameStop and may need to be bailed out. Here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> of course they do. They're not allowed to lose money. Only you are. Only you're allowed to lose money on this. Isn't that fucking amazing? <laughs> They're too big to fail. I mean, you're not allowed to, not allowed to have them fail. It's beautiful. They're too it? too much of a big influence on the market. We have to keep them going. Yeah. I, and well, and so there you have it. You know. So we'll be keeping track of this over the next couple of days. I'm sure Tom will as well. Um, where do you think this is going to end up, Tom? As we wind up tonight. It's, it's all up to the memers, man. Like someone, I think Jim Edwards said that their uh, their subreddit's back up. So hopefully that keeps people going because I think that's where most of the people were going to. But uh, it all, like literally all they have to do right now, the only thing in the world these people have to do is sit on the money they already put in the market. That's yep. it. Yep. That's the only thing they have to do is just sit there and smile and wait for these hedge funds to have to come to them and beg them to buy their stock from them. Like it's, yep. it's the simplest thing in the world. I know a lot of them have already figured that out, and I hope that they, uh, they collectively just kind of like fold their arms and lean back in their chair and go, I don't know, man. That seems a little cheap. I don't feel like selling it at three fifty. You might want to come back when you got some more money. That's I, right. I don't yeah, know. I think we can get to four hundred here, so I'm just gonna hang on. How about that? Yeah, light a cigar. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like yeah, with a hundred, just be like, ah, oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. I have to buy these eight chairs at a thousand. I guess I, I don't know. And. 
and now would be a good time. Like if you don't normally watch, you know, I, I, I have a passing interest in like business news and stuff. I'm always interested in like, you know, to the, to the extent of like what's business up to what's looking good for business and shit, uh, in a political context, you know what I mean? But if you are just a, a casual observer of stock market news or, you know, not an observer at all, now would be the time to watch it. Not for like figures and numbers and stuff, but now would be the time to watch what, you know, so many of us have been saying for so long when it comes to the corporate media, just how much they hate you because they are about to lay it on. So I expect tomorrow they have been writing all night now. They've been writing all day today. I expect tomorrow is going to be like a full-on assault by the corporate Oh, yeah, media. a coordinated effort to yep. make the people that are doing this sound like they murder puppies in their spare time. Exactly. Like it's, exactly. It's, it's going to be just the people that are costing these hedge funds money mm -hmm. for some reason are the most evil people that ever existed. And you know what it is? They're trying to crash the market for everyone else. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's going to oh, be they're going yeah. out of their way to create chaos. I mean, they have to be stopped. These dangerous terrorists. Don't like worry. I expect. I expect this talking point, Tom. Um, imagine this. We'll come back. We'll talk about it if it happens. I expect tomorrow they're going to be saying shit because they're going to need to get the boomers on on board here. And the way they'll get the boomers on is by saying, "Oh, these these nasty like little Reddit people, these traders are just trying to defraud your pension funds and shit." You know, they'll start. Oh with yeah, that no, that's what's going to be. Oh well, you know. The Wall Street bets guys are starting to affect the retirement mutual funds. I don't know. Yep. This is gonna be bad. Yeah, they definitely they definitely will. I've already seen them start like planting that seed by saying, "Well, this will have flow on effects in the marketplace because you know, as uh, these hedge funds are now trying to protect their shorts, protect their positions, and rebuying and rebuying, like they're now taking money out of other stocks. And you know, if you have an investment portfolio for your retirement, I you know, I would start being very weary of these red." people like this is very dangerous they don't care about you like yeah, we here, do i mean here's the thing these people don't get i know i'm in the minority here but i really don't care like i i legitimately would let them wipe out my retirement to watch these people jump yes. out of a window yep. like I, I i really don't care you could have it all mm -hmm. if you crash this economy with no survivors <laughs> you can just take my whole account i really won't miss it scorched earth <laughs> yeah scorched earth policy uh, I, I don't think you're in a very small minority at all. I tweeted something out earlier, Tom. Um, this whole saga is basically like a black pill Cinderella story because we, <laughs> we peasants, we already know that we have no financial future. We know that social security isn't going to exist by the time we retire. We know that, you know, economies are going to crash. We know that a, a recession is just around the corner. A depression is just around the corner. We know that uh, lots of people are losing their jobs, even right now as we speak. So we know that we have no financial future, but at the same time, it would be nice to force a few of these suits to, to beg on street corners right next to us, wouldn't it? You know, and I think that's a lot of what's driving this. It's like, no, 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 fuck it, fuck it, burn it down, bring these people. I mean, it's like my, a, we'll the take only, them the down with us. For, the only thing I know for sure about this, which is great, uh, is that if nothing else, this specific scenario with this many people involved in it and now going viral, like on every social media site, yep. is that it has absolutely shattered every Zoomer's expectation of how solid their economy is. Mm -hmm. Like they thought. The American economy was this grand tradition built on the solid foundation that's always going to be there and it's always going to, you know, they're always going to be able to invest in it and it's never going anywhere. And it turns out 
that entire foundation was made of fucking peanut brittle. And so now no one is no everyone understands that the only thing these regulatory bodies exist to do is to keep you in your place right at the bottom of the stack. And you're never going to be allowed to do anything else but sit at the bottom and play with your monopoly money while the big boys make adult decisions. (laughs) <laughs> and so translate that to like 10 years from now when the zoomers start to get actual power positions and what's that going to look like it's not going to be good for these hedge fund people yep uh, i mean you're right um you know to to take the line from exactly to take the line from mark live that we played before again here it is just one more time about donald trump yeah, right okay so well here's what i mean by trumpism For the past 25 years, particularly the centre-left, has told the bottom 60% of the the income distribution in the country the following story. Globalisation is good for you. It's awesome. It's really great. And we're going to sign these trade agreements. Don't worry, there'll be compensation. It'll be fine. You'll all end up as computer programmers. It'll be fantastic, right? And by the way, we don't really care because we're all going to move to the middle because that's where the voters are, and they're the people with money, and they're the ones that we really care about. So you get this shift under Schroeder. You get the same thing under Blair to New Labour, whatever, and you make that move. And you basically take the bottom 30% of the income distribution and say, we don't care what happens to you. You're now something to be policed. You're now something to have uh, your behaviors change. We're going to nudge you into better patterns, as the Americans like to say. It's a very paternal, it's a very patronizing relationship. It's a very paternal to patronizing relationship. You're now here's, there to be policed. Yeah, here's the other thing, too, is that that bottom 30% of the income bracket is increasingly a grand majority of the population. Yes. So, so all the people that had that middle income that you took away from them are now going to be in that same place as the rest of the 30% income bracket, which is about 70 to 80% of the population. Mm-hmm. So it's really not looking good and when then, they all start to gang up on you and buy stocks that you shorted because yep. it was a bad idea to short those. Yep. And again, like we said earlier, and then you come to this situation where you see people with, uh, you know, you see people with Make America Great Again hats in their profile picture on Twitter right alongside people who have rainbow flags and BLM hashtags in their Twitter posting the exact same thing underneath these tweets. Fuck you. We're coming for you. Fuck the hedge funds. I'll cry me a river. Well, yeah, right? no. that, that's the beauty of this specific situation that I've seen uh, as opposed to other ones mm-hmm. is that th- they've finally gotten to the point where the AOC types are linking arms with the red hat types and they've all come to realize that they're all kind of in the same boat and the only people that are benefiting from this isn't any of them it's you people with all the money that you're not giving away (laughs) so now that they've realized they have just a little bit of leverage it's just enough they're not going to let that go (laughs) i hope they aren't going to let that go because you uh, tweeted out earlier, it's your vote is bullshit. The stock market's bullshit. You don't have any actual rights or rules in any of this. Mm-hmm. The people with more money than you are making all of the decisions for you. And every time you get just enough of a grasp on a lever of power, you got to pull it as hard as you can to make these people remember that you do, in fact, exist and you can, in fact, make decisions. Fucking very well said. Major Tom, ladies and gentlemen, host of The Big Empty. We are now all a Ron Paul meme, aren't we? 
we told you <laughs> we told you this would happen. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll drop my link in the chat. Uh, I don't know how much longer we're going to be on, but yeah, if if you've ever been told that you probably are really fun at parties, uh, you probably really like my show. <laughs> it's, it's the big empty. It's usually Saturdays at ten. So this week it's going to be uh, Sunday at nine, just because I won't be in town until then. Uh, but yeah, if, if you want the the Doom cast, the Doomer show. That's the one. I'm not it, like we have a lot of fun here with Boogie, but I'm not gonna have fun. With, with it's like, not gonna be fun. <laughs> it's gonna be me crying into a teddy bear by the end of it. That's the whole point of the big empty. <laughs> Thank you for the diamond KB. So there you go. With that kind of a promo, how can you resist? 10 p.m. dlive.tv slash major underscore uh, major underscore Tom with zeros for O's because everything in your life is that difficult. Yeah, Thanks I'll so much. Everything hard on you. <laughs> exactly. In the spirit of the GameStop, that's the main thing. We're going to make life a little bit tough. So it will be no fun this Saturday night, but I'll be watching. Um, I'm yeah, sure I, you're going to cover uh, this. Normal, normal time is Saturday. This week I'm on vacay. Right. So I won't be back in town until Sunday. So Sunday at 9 p.m. Sunday night. You can watch me. And then right after that, uh, you can watch the Sunday Night Shit Show with Frozen Asian at 10. So yeah. it'll be able to lead into it. There you go. Fantastic. And I'm sure you'll be covering this. So thanks again. Sorry about the late start, Tom, but thanks for hanging out, man. Thanks for being oh. on the show tonight. Yeah, I, I always love being on the uh, the Daily Boogie. And like we always have Boogie also for uh, the show I co-host, the Midnight Riff Party with Joey Pesci. He's been on there several times. So exactly. make sure you check out our movie nights. And we're doing a bunch of them this week. Uh, Thursday through Saturday, I think. Nice. Midnight. Beautiful. Well, there you go. Like, I, I don't know if any movie is going to be as entertaining as real life is right now, but I'm sure Joy of Pessy and yourself always go close to making it more entertaining. So Our mate that. specifically is a, a Belly Boy stream, so we're all kind of fat kids. So we're <laughs> going to watch cooking shows tomorrow night on Joy of Pessy's channel at midnight. It's going to be fun. Nice. A bit of food porn on a Thursday. So there is. Thank you so much, Major Tom, for joining us. Really appreciate it. You're an absolute fucking legend. Uh, keep up with him, uh, dlive.tv slash major underscore Tom. Thank you so much, bro. And just a quick, I'll just give a little bit of love because we did start late tonight. Thank you to everybody who showed up. Thank you to everyone who contributed tonight on DLive. Uh, thank you to everyone on Trovo. Thanks for your patience. Again, sorry for starting late. I want to give a, a shout out and a tip of the hat to a couple of people who I've probably fucking um, gone over and ruined their night. So I apologize. Uh, Irrational Times, ladies and gentlemen, Coffee Talk with Sandra. Don't forget later on tonight, everybody's favorite lover of French women, Mush. Uh, Major Tom, of course. Joy of Pessy, Sunday night shit show. Uh, at Real Person PLTCS. Don't forget tomorrow night, you got a Kimmy show. You got a Kimmy show. Uh, winning TV with Victor Von Schroom tomorrow night as well. Tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Lois Ropez with Way Dave. Uh, tip of the hat to the ROTC guys, which I completely missed today, so I'll watch the replay later on tonight at work. And anyone else I may have forgotten. Did I mention JJ Stoner? Let's mention JJ Stoner one more time. So thank you to everyone for joining us. Thank you for contributing. Thank you for sharing the show out. I will be back on Friday night where I am hopeful that we will have another little guest lined up, but I can't sleep in on Friday. <laughs> so we may have another little guest on Friday night. So we'll announce it on the day. So until then, ladies and gentlemen, stay calm, stay rational. God bless. And we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.
This is no longer the warm embrace of social democracy, arm in arm with solidarity with the working classes. They're there to be policed and excluded in their housing estates so that you feel safe in your neighborhoods, so that you can have your private schools, though they have their public schools, which you don't really want to pay taxes for anymore. So once this has evolved over 20 years, you have this revolt not just against Brexit. It's not about the EU. It's about the elites. It's about the 1%. It's about the fact that your parties that were meant to serve your interest have sold you down the river. Keith, Le Pen, uh, yeah, maybe, they're all the same. The Think how ridiculous this is. Think of the Scottish independence thing, right? So these guys vote to stay in because the entire British establishment links arm in arm and says, don't do it. And you've got to wonder why, because ultimately who's going to get hurt if they do it? People with money. So they're saying, don't do this, right? So, okay, they go, all right, then we won't do it, right? So then this, the SNP, the anti-austerity party, are in there like, aye, well, we didn't win that, but, you know, we're still in power, great, on you go. Okay, so what happens next? Well, if apparently if there's going to be a Brexit vote to get out, then the Scots are going to vote to get back in. Okay, this is fun, right? So you're going to give up George Osborne, who's an austerity chancellor, for who? Dr. Schaubler. So your nice little Scottish welfare state is going to be really well protected by the tender embrace of the Germans. How's that working out for the Greeks? Not really, not right. Really. People aren't thinking this one through. This is basically a revolt against technocracy. It is a revolt against governance by unrepresented, unelected, undemocratic elites. And having had a government where every single district in your country says no chance, 61% say no chance, and then the result is we're going to do it anyway. You're basically proving to people that democracy is irrelevant. So this is global Trumpism. And at the end, it's a no-win scenario. I mean, well, it's a no-win scenario until basically elites figure out that at the end of the day, as I like to say to my American hedge fund friends, the Hamptons is not a defensible position. The Hamptons are a very rich area on Long Island that lie on low-lying beaches. Very hard to defend a low-lying beach. Eventually, people will come for you.